This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can bring up anything. Just dial toll-free 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are completely free, so enjoy those on us. Uh, Again, that's freetalklive.com. By the way, it is the New Year's Eve edition of the program. Uh, Big thanks to Matt over at the Genesis Communications Network for coming in and running the show for us tonight uh, when he could have been out partying. And there will still be plenty of time for partying later. After all, we're done at 9 o'clock his time. So, yep. Thanks, Matt. Um, the uh, what I was I'm sort of thinking about this uh, today. Oh, and- actually, it's not Matt. It's Brady. No. <laughs> Sorry about that, Brady. Yeah, well, tough luck, Brady. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was Matt that was picking it all up, but uh, there you go. Well, thank you to our hardworking, all of our hardworking uh, board ops over at the Genesis Communications Network for helping us out all year long and doing a great job. This can't be a unique thought, but I thought of it today. Is the New, New Year's is isn't anything? It, it's not a celebration of anything. What do you mean by that? It's all it is is a drinking holiday. Well, wait a New minute. New Year's Eve is a dr- like there's New Year's Eve and then there's Hangover Day. Wait, well, how do, hold on. Now, now, why is it any more of a drinking holiday than the weekend or any other holiday? Or why is St. Patrick's Day more of green beer holiday? I'd say that uh, St. Patrick's Day and uh, aren't all holidays drinking holidays in America? No, no. I mean, but not as much. What is New Year's about? It's about the transition from from changing, old to new, changing from, the numbers. I mean, is yes. that what really what people? It's you, that simple. Yes, it's that simple. I mean, the, the, Halloween is about scary masks and costumes. Uh, Christmas time is about exchanging gifts. The only thing uh, that New Year's has going for Jesus. it is is uh, the resolutions that people keep and and largely or you know make and largely don't keep, and then drinking. That's it. Zip. And the significance of the fact that, uh, you yeah. know, the, the old man of the 2008 is on the out and the little but baby no in 2009. there is no old man of 2008, and there is no baby of 2009. It's, it's symbolic. <laughs> it's, that's all it is, Marco. Why are you being such an old curmudgeon? I'm not trying to even be a curmudgeon. I was just thinking about it today, and I think we should rename New Year's Day Hangover Day. <laughs> you know, if we actually went to a 13-month calendar... There, why would we do that? I, because, well, it would make things a little easier. I mean, if, if you have a, you could have a 13-month calendar. This is never going to happen, obviously. But, no. <laughs> but why did they do 12 months instead of 13? You could do 13 months. There were 10 until Julius Caesar and Augustus Caesar changed the calendar, from what I understand. Really? You could do 13 months at 28. That's why September, uh, Sep meaning uh, 7, yeah. uh, Oct meaning 8, uh, November, Nove meaning 9, and December, DEC meaning 10. Wouldn't it be nice to have... But you see those are 12. I see that. Yeah, yeah. Wouldn't it be nice to have uh, four week long months every single month? Would that None work? Of this three day and, you know, three extra days or four extra days. Would that work 28 time. times? What is 28 times 13? 28 times 13 is 364 days per year. Yeah, so it's you crazy could have, we don't have that. So you could have the extra day, the 365th day could be New Year's Day. You could have like a one day party day, basically. I'm sure some mathematician then, uh, out there has figured out some better length of a week for a week, too. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I don't I don't know. I mean, I work so, six days a week. So. so New Year's, I think, is a it's a pretty significant secular holiday. Obviously, it's not based on any religious uh, situation, uh, as many holidays are. And it, it is just about moving ahead, moving on with uh, with your life, and as you were saying, resolutions, improving yourself. Don't you think rebirth is kind of taken with uh, Easter? I didn't mean rebirth. Did I say rebirth? Well, old so man, the old man is uh, the, 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 the old man is being reborn into symbolism. That's all. Just, just symbolism. Saying. 
1-800-259-9231. I like New Year's. I think it's a good ho- it's as good a holiday as any other. I'm not saying it's a bad and, holiday. I like New right. Year's. I'm not saying it's a bad holiday. I'm just Jeez. saying that it's that that we should rename New Year's Day Hangover Day. Whatever. I mean, is it any more of a hangover day than the day after the Super Bowl? I don't know. It seems like Super Americans Super Bowl's over relatively early. You don't drink into the night. It um, seems like Americans some do, certainly, but use any excuse they possibly can to drink as heavily as they can. I think you uh, have a twisted picture of Americans. I, I think that there are people out there that don't drink any day but New Year's really? and maybe St. Patrick's Day. Well, that may be true. And if you want to tell us what your New Year's Eve plans are, 800-259-9231. Better yet, uh, share with us your resolutions, if you have any, for the upcoming 2009 Mark, do you have any New Year's resolutions? I do. Um, my my New Year's resolution is to uh, well, more or less continue and uh, further my uh, excellent customer service for the advertisers of Free Talk Live. I want to uh, you know, just make things better. One of the un- one of the uh, things that I've implemented is now instead of sending out live read affidavits when we do these live reads on the air, we we have to prove you know sort of prove to the advertisers that we do them because not all of them are riveted to their computers listening to them every time. Um, I'm, I'm now sending them out once a week with a little more information, and I'm also looking at adding, uh, you know, to each one or, you know, some of them, uh, clips of the live reads themselves. That way they, you know, they're more in tune. All I want to do is occupy more space in their mind. Those advertisers are, you know, the people that bring the money in, and I need to secure that money. Right now people are cutting ad budgets because mm-hmm. the economy is bad. It's easier to cut an ad budget than it is to cut an employee because you have to look them right in the face when they do it. They can cut an ad budget over the phone with me and it's like, uh, yeah, good luck. I hope you're making more money from other people, <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. So I, I want to continue to occupy their mind and give them great customer service so when they're looking at cutting ad budgets, they cut somebody else's, not mine. Good thinking. And so improving the business side, obviously an important goal. What about personal life? Anything you want to share there? My personal life's fine. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. I mean, what, what, do I, what do I want to do in my personal life? My, my life is practically free talk live. I get up, yeah, bam, I'm true. doing it. You know, yeah, you got a wife and a child. I've got a great wife dog, and a great child a who are doing doing good. I what do I? I resolve to beat the dog when she poops on the floor. <laughs> no, you wouldn't do that. <laughs> no, beating the dog doesn't probably work. It doesn't fix a problem. No, no certainly not. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. You want to share yours with us? Also, we'll check in with uh, the former Libertarian Party presidential candidate who is no longer with us, unfortunately. But Harry Brown. And his New Year's resolutions, an article that he wrote a number of years ago, and we'll share those with you uh, for those of you who are kind of in the liberty community and might be looking for some good ideas. He's got some. But first we go across the pond to the future, 2009. Ziggy is calling from it. Ziggy, you're on Free Talk Live. so in the past, you know? Yeah. You need to get to 2009. How's it going out there, Zig? Uh, right, um, I do have uh, something to give to you this evening. Um, uh, 2009 is uh, the 150th anniversary of Origin of the Species being published. Oh, neat. But it's also the 150th anniversary of On Liberty by John Stuart Mill. Hmm. Uh, it was published in the same year and hugely influential because Mill's harm principle is something which libertarians have incorporated into their philosophy. Um, but Absolutely true. Be able to do as they please, so long as they don't harm another person. Indeed. And Mill had set out that basically governments should be regulating prostitution, drugs, or gambling. And he's absolutely right. So 150 years uh, for that—that's a pretty big milestone. 
Anything yeah, else but you, you want to share about it? That's that's the problem. Um, and I think that he should be celebrated far more. I mean, he he is he uh, his philosophy is the foundation of British liberalism and British libertarianism. Very good, Ziggy. So, what are you doing tonight to uh, celebrate New Year's Eve? Anything? Uh, a few spliffs, nothing much else. <laughs> I'm phoning you guys. Um, I'm glad glad to hear that um, you, you, you're all good. Um, oh, by the way, there was another question I had to ask. Um, ice. Um, ice. Yeah, how many times have you slipped over on ice since since you've moved up into New Hampshire? Uh, not so much. Uh, you have to define slip. Does slip mean move, you know, forward, but still oh, well, forward keep your feet? Side. You mean fall? Fall on the ground? Yeah. Um, I did it relatively, basically if I go hiking out in the uh, snow, which is not as bad as it sounds to me, uh, or when I was uh, building my, my house out in, uh, you know, out in the woods, I, I, I slipped pretty often. It was, yeah. uh, it was you know, uh, just a joke is every time I'd slip, I'd go, oh, okay, I'm okay, I'm okay. <laughs> and then the, the guys helping me out would laugh at me. So um, <laughs> I've done it a couple times. Yeah, um, I mean we don't we don't get a lot of ice here, but uh, about ten years ago, I stepped outside my house one November morning, slipped over and dislocated my shoulder. Oh gosh! Yikes! Yeah, so, that's no fun. Um, I, I absolutely have an absolute phobia of of, of ice. Yeah, well, the, the more careful you are, I think, the better. Uh, you can't be you can't be paying attention to other things. I mean, it's so tempting to look around at the beauty that surrounds you as you're walking on uh, out on a day like that. But man, my eyes need to be in front of my feet, and no further. There's always crampons. Hey, Zig, any uh, New Year's resolutions? Uh, no, I'm going to tell you. No. All right, fair enough. Thanks for the call. Everybody's being all personal tonight. 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Coming up, New Year's resolutions from Harry Brown. I'll share a few as well, and uh, we'll hear from you if you make the call. It's Free Talk Live. Anything, if you dial toll-free, 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line live, New Year's Eve edition of the program. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. The features include archives, so if you've missed a moment of the show, click and download. They're right there on the front page of the website for your downloaded convenience for free at freetalklive.com. Have the stories of civil disobedience here in New Hampshire touched, moved, and inspired you, but you're unable for whatever reason to be involved personally? Well, now you can. The Civil Disobedience Evolution Fund at cdevolution.org allows you to care for these brave men and women by financially supporting them while they face down the organizations that operate through violence and coercion. That's cdevolution.org. Head on over there and help those folks out because it's a great, uh, it's a developing brand new organization on the liberty scene and I think it's gonna really be an important factor in the upcoming freedom activism that will be happening here in New Hampshire as more people continue to move here and more interested parties, specifically in civil disobedience, decide to begin uh, getting active. Having that money behind them from cdevolution.org could really help uh, inspire them to Take that action sooner rather than later. So, cdevolution.org to contribute to that fund. 
All right, so uh, we continue here talking about the new year. It's coming up upon us. Uh, we just talked to Ziggy in the U.K. It's already happened there, and just hours away here on the... It's amazing to get a call from the future, isn't it? Yep, uh, on the East Coast. Well, it's an amazing uh, amazing opportunity to talk to people around the world here on this program. We appreciate everybody from around the world who uh, participates in this show. It's It's nice to have an international flavor which you just don't get on a lot of U.S.-based talk radio. And so speaking of resolutions, Mark, you said one of your resolutions for the upcoming new year is to service your uh, your clients better on the advertising end of this show. Not that you've been doing a bad job, but to strive for improvements and uh, to continue to improve. And I would have to say similarly, I uh, I want to make more affiliate relations calls this year than, than I did last year. I want you to, too. Yeah. And so <laughs> uh, I would like to Im- improve upon that. Uh, we, are cl- we are darn close to our 50 affiliate. Mark. Yeah, it's uh, it looks. You've got contracts for forty eight. Forty eight. So we're gonna, good. We're gonna tick over to the new year here tonight, and it's gonna be at forty eight rather than uh, fifty. I'd say we'll have fifty for sure by the end of January. Yep, and that's fine. You know, shoot for the moon, get over the fence. I'm all for that. Exactly. Or shoot for some slightly above the fence and get get over the fence. I, whatever, it's fine with me. I think it's great. And what do you think about 2010? Um, 2010? When we enter 2010, how many are we going to have? I think we can have 80. I think that that's realistic. I mean, I, I it's was nice to have the goal now because we didn't have the goal. A fifty just sort of uh, manufactured itself in well, mid-November. I well, think. no, I remember. No, no, no. Actually, it was. Uh, I remember the first year we started the syndicated yes, show. This I is thought great. I could. <laughs> this is the best story, people. I, Listen up. This story, <laughs> I tell it so often, it tickles the Do crap really? out of me. Yes. Well, why don't you tell it since you tell it so well? Well, I, we 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 started this <laughs> this show. You know, you'd built the studio. I think you spent oh, a, a bunch of money out yeah, of your savings, thousands thousands of dollars out of your savings to build a studio and your home back in Florida, and that way we didn't have to be under the thumb of, uh, you know, the... The, the drunken general manager <laughs> of WIBQ Radio at the time. Right, um, who's you know, since moved on, as the, the, those things tend to happen. So, and I thought it was a great move, and we, we t- came up with some goals, because you were going to start doing uh, affiliate relations. I was, too, in the very, very beginning. I was sort of doing... Yeah, you were calling Hawaii. Hawaii and uh, Alaska. Right. Because I would just make my calls in the evening, and those, those would be good times for me. Sure. So... The um, and I I never got any, and you didn't get very many in the beginning. No. But we had come up with this goal. We said by the end of by, by the end of the first year. Yeah. So we had started it. So by the end of two thousand five. Well, basically, yeah, maybe two thousand and five or November of two thousand and four. No, okay, yeah. or no, 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 we started in November of two thousand four. Right. So somewhere in there. Um, we were to have 50 affiliates. So, <laughs> and here we are, five years later. Right, finally getting 50 <laughs> four affiliates. Four years, actually four years later. Now, this is what happens when you come up with a goal and you have no idea what, what it takes oh, to yeah. get there. Well, I mean, we've never, neither of us had ever done syndicated radio before. No, and had no idea. There was no, there was, there's no indication of how we would grow <laughs> nobody, or anything like that. Yeah, nobody has published a book on how to do syndicated radio, that's for sure. And, of course, uh, the business changes so much by the time you publish a book about it. It's <laughs> Things are different than they were at that time yeah um so we you know we got our learned our lesson real quick and figured out that instead of 50 it was more like mm, four was it four in the first year i don't year? remember it might have been less than that I, I really don't recall i don't have uh i have not been taking I got notes. some kind of records starting yeah. in 2006 i uh, think we added like one or two affiliates in the first year basically. yeah it couldn't have been very many yeah. i know we lost one right off the bat too within the first uh couple of weeks because they switched formats yep to a sports talk or something like that. So, so there went Providence, Rhode Island. So here we are, four years later, uh, finally approaching the 50 affiliate mark. And you know what? 
if I'd been making call after call, it wouldn't have done as much good as having the amplifiers behind us on that, it, having our our listeners giving three bucks a month to the per, for the purposes of marketing this show. If it weren't for that amplifier fund, which was it introduced back in 2005, yeah. if it weren't for the amplifiers, maybe we'd be at 20. Really, you think? I don't know. I don't really feel like we'd be anywhere close to where we are today because we wouldn't be able to do the advertising that we are doing. We wouldn't have uh, Skip Jokel from Talk Shows USA out there marketing the show. Right. And, you uh, know, maybe, maybe there would be people out there t- attempting to buy some ads from us just to support the show, you know, advertising some product. Like, for instance, SACL CAI, probably not the, the best venue for them to advertise their services, but they do so for the purpose of supporting Free Talk Live. There might be a few of them out there, so we might get a few extra bucks um, from the advertising side that wouldn't be coming you know, in lieu of this AMP program. But right now, with the money that I'm making on uh, you know, Free Talk Live, I don't know about you. Can't you can't spare anything for advertising. I, I wouldn't. No, I certainly could not. So, yes, I agree that the Amplifier program does a huge... Um, so, thing. big thank you to all of our listeners out there who are involved in the AMP program. And, and if you're not an Amplifier, yeah, that's fine. Uh, thank you to you for calling a local talk station and asking for the show. I mean, because even if you can't afford to send money in for AMP, there are other ways that you can promote Free Talk Live. We talk about the promote page on our website, promote.freetalklive.com. Lots of great ways uh, to get the show into more ears. And so picking up a phone and calling a local talk station and saying, hey, uh, I like your station, but I'd like it more if I could hear Free Talk Live on it. Absolutely can true. can make a big difference. Uh, it can make the difference between... Having somebody at a radio station, a program director, not even being aware of our show, even though we've been advertising in Talkers Magazine for years now, uh, having not even really been aware of our show to hearing it from you, then picking up their next uh, episode, or their next issue of Talkers, and then noticing our ad for the first time because they heard it from you, uh, or when I call them, uh, having them recognize who I am because some listener had called asking uh, a week earlier. It brings it up so, on their radar. It's it's, it's an absolutely true and. And, you know, people can do other things. There's uh, flyers they can print up there. Right. And hand, hand to their friends. I, I know you can't necessarily put them up at school or at college or whatever, but maybe sure you, you can. Sure, you can put them up at school. It, it depends. It depends on the, the school. It depends on the college. Well, you put it up, they take it down, you put it back up. <laughs> All these things. Uh, or hand know. them out. That works, too. Just hand them to people. Yeah, that's what I was talking about, handing them out. Uh, so, so we're, we're I mean, obviously talking about ways to help this show in the new year. Uh, you... Pick up the phone. A brand new year is a, is a good time to talk to radio program directors. Uh, so call your local talk, uh, talk station if we're not on there and ask for it. And if we are on your local talk station, call them and thank them. 1-800-259-9231 is the number you can call us. As far as New Year's resolutions, do you have any? What are your plans for the upcoming New Year? Uh, whether it's personal or business-related, eh, just curious. We'll probably ask you that if you call in tonight. I'll share. I think I've got at least uh, one more. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Plus, we'll check in with Harry Brown, former Libertarian Party presidential candidate, and see what some of his New Year's resolutions have been in the past, some that uh, you might want to take for yourself. Coming up on Free Talk Live. Are you moving to New Hampshire for the Free State Project? Maybe you are already here and need to find a place to call your own. Mark Warden, the Porcupine Realtor, will help you find the perfect property. Do you want a home with 50 acres of land? How about an income-producing building? Perhaps a cabin on a lake or a condo in an urban area? Invest in liberty and property. Contact Mark Warden, Porcupine Realtor. See his banner ad at freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can bring up anything. 
in these remaining moments of 2008. 800-259-9231. Plenty of time for your call. We're on here uh, all three hours as we normally are. Take you right up to uh, 10 o'clock Eastern time as we normally do. And that leaves you plenty of time to uh, to continue the party up until midnight. Uh, 800-259-9231. Of course, some of our international listeners have already experienced their midnight. What are your New Year's resolutions? You want to share those with us? Personal, business-related, whatever. You're welcome to do that. Or, as always, call in about anything at 800-259-9231. So I, have, uh, I, I resolve to make more affiliate relations calls next year in 2009 than I did this year, so hopefully that will result in us making our 80 affiliate goal by the end of 2009, as we came darn close to our 50 affiliate goal in 2008, and which actually, I never actually finished, the, we never actually finished the conversation about that, Mark. Uh, you suggested the 50 affiliate goal popped up in November, and that's not true. It actually sprung up earlier this year during one of the radio conferences that I think Julia and I actually attended. We were hanging out with Skip Jokel, who is kind of our man behind the scenes in the Roll radio Skip. business. Skip Jokel runs Talk Shows USA. and he, uh, Thanks to the amplifiers for yep. uh, you know, paying his, uh, his salary. What is it? What, um, well, it's not salary. It's his fee. No, it's 500, 500 bucks a month, basically. It goes over to Skip. And, uh, he he consults for us and gives us you know, guidance in this uh, the, the, the murky world yep, of talk he, radio. He held our hands uh, three years Years ago, in the very beginning, and helped introduce us to uh, some of the big people in the business, and really gave us some credibility that we desperately needed at that time, and and still uh, gives this show credibility that that we wouldn't have without him. So, I um, mean, if you go over to TalkShowsUSA.com, you can see what Skip does. He markets different talk shows, like uh, big name shows that are real big in radio, like uh, Cigar Dave. Uh, let's see, the Money Pit, which is kind of a weekend home improvement show, which is huge all across the country. So, so we get marketed our show, Little Old Free Talk Live, gets marketed right next to these big uh, weekend behemoths that have been in the industry for decades, and we pay very, very little for that service. And so, uh, so I was talking with Skip at one of the conferences. And the conferences, which are also paid for by the amplifiers, when we go to the Talkers New Media Seminar in New York City every year, we're there because we have the Free Talk Live amplifiers behind us paying for that. Yeah. So was talking with Skip, and he said, well, what's your goal for affiliates this year? And I think I, I you know, said something like well, 35 or something like that, because I was only expecting another 10, uh, just about one per month, basically, is what I've been expecting. It's kind of what we've been having happen. And Skip said, oh, no, you can get 50. All right, fine, 50. Uh, and sure enough, he, he was right. You know, 50 was definitely You're saying a possibility. We, didn't, we only had, uh, I mean, 35 was probably how many we had when you went the middle of the year. I don't know. Whatever, year. whatever my estimate was, it was not uh, 50. Yes. And that was his prediction, and he was correct. So hopefully we'll be a little more accurate this year, looking at 80 as our goal. And you can help us with that if you come to Amplifier at amp.freetalklive.com or go to promote.freetalklive.com to learn more about getting the show into more ears. Uh, uh, from a personal side of things, I would like to uh, continue to improve my relationship with my girlfriend, Julia. I mean, not what does that, that mean? How are you going to do that? Bad, but, uh, it's, you going to start giving her gifts on no, holidays and that's not how you. I don't believe that's how you uh, improve a relationship. How about a Tic Tac? Uh, just, just something? Just working, stick gum. working on uh, improving my communications <laughs> abilities uh, with her. And uh, I, I, Generally, we have a really great relationship. Obviously, every relationship has a few bumps and would like to smooth out as many bumps as possible. So there's that, and... Smooth out the bumps, then there's no reason to be in the relationship. Plus, uh, coming out here shortly, and this is going to be an easy one to achieve, uh, but I would say within the first mm, week or so of the new year, we'll probably be launching a, a new streaming channel on our website. 
I don't know if I should say more about that. If you're a Free Talk Live amplifier, you already know uh, because you're helping us test it. But if you don't know about that, then that could be kind of exciting. It's going to be neat. Well, it'll be it free, of course. For the purpose of, uh, of supplying you know, foreign-type folks the ability to uh, put the show on uh, you know, pirate stations or something like that nope. elsewhere? Nope. No, that's uh, not. No, it's just a, it's a new uh, internet feed that people can use for whatever purposes they might want to use it for. Okay. And it'll feature other liberty-oriented uh, content, and uh, I don't think I should say much more about it. So 800-259-9231, so launching that and uh, developing that a little bit, that's obviously a, a goal of mine as well. Uh, so want to hear from you, and also we'll uh, check in here with Harry Brown, uh, the Liberator. Oh, yes, Mark? Well, I just I, I have one more resolution I thought of. Okay. It's, uh, you know, it's one of those health sort of things, is I intend to uh, eat breakfast. Breakfast is so important. You don't eat breakfast? I do not. So? I have a cup of coffee, and, and if there's some kind of pastry lying around, I'll eat that. If there's three of them, I'll eat when them. When do you oh, eat? All three of them. Uh, when's the first time you eat during the day? Usually lunch. So you wake up at 9, 8? Something like that. Ten. When when you get well, up, you know, nine. Nine, and you so you wait essentially three hours, basically three or four hours before That's you correct. actually eat anything. Mm-hmm. I uh, I found myself getting up and waiting before I eat these days. I will get up and allow myself to get really hungry before I actually go and eat. But That's essentially what I do. Oh, okay, it doesn't take me three hours. It's usually like an hour and a half. Uh, well, thereabouts, the but by the time an hour and a half's come along, it's it's pretty. You're getting close to noon, so mm-hmm. I start. You know, essentially, I've been waiting. At one point, I was eating lunch at like 11:30, but so that doesn't that's really not work good. for my wife, who gets up at seven um, and has eaten something. You know, so you know. So you're saying that uh, that technique is not good, waiting until you're hungry in order to eat. Well, no, it's good to eat breakfast uh, because it gets your, it ramps up your metabolism. You mean right off the bat, as soon as you wake up, relatively, you go and eat re- breakfast? Relatively soon. Um, you can, you know, to eat a large, a uh, good breakfast, you ramp up your metabolism. Essentially, you're going to burn off the things that you eat breakfast throughout the day. It's, mm-hmm. you know, it's those dinner calories that, uh, it's those late night snack calories. Those are the ones, um, it's the nighttime beer drinking. Those are the ones that go around your waist. Hmm. Interesting. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. So Mark' uh, personal goal is to eat breakfast. Yep. In two thousand nine. Uh, how about you? Do you more resol- than once? Do you resolve not to go to prison? Well, I can't prevent. <laughs> I can't help what other people do to me. Um, so I can't make any resol- uh, resolutions about what others will do. Uh, but I'll do my best to be here doing the show as many nights as possible. 800-259-9231. The Liberator Online is a, an online email that is distributed on a twice-monthly basis from the good people over at the Advocates for Self-Government. We've talked to the Advocates President Sharon Harris on this show in the past. It's a great organization that is dedicated to helping liberty activists improve their communications abilities. And that's another one that I've... Uh, I'm hoping to always continue to uh, to improve. A constant resolution that I have is to continue uh, to get better at communicating the ideas of freedom. And uh, that's what the advocates do. That's what they specialize in. They've got books and audio CDs and various different uh, techniques and tools that you can utilize to help yourself out. And you can go and uh, access a lot of it for free over at theadvocates.org. That's theadvocates.org. And the Liberator Online is also another free service that they uh, that they have. They claim it's the world's largest circulation libertarian publication with uh, nearly 70,000 subscribers in over 100 countries. Heck of a claim. And so this is the email they sent out yesterday. 
Several years ago, Harry Brown, 1996 and 2000 Libertarian Party presidential candidate, world-renowned Libertarian speaker and writer, as well as a very good friend of the advocates, made his New Year's resolutions. The result was a compact how-to of effective Libertarian communication by one of the history's one of history's most persuasive advocates of the ideas of liberty. And I have to agree, Harry Brown was a huge influence in my development. The show might not be ideas. here um, if it wasn't for his writings and uh, very well possibly. Uh, so big influence on me, and I've always considered him one of the most masterful communicators. Sharon writes, I would like to once again share these resolutions with you. I hope you'll add them to your own resolutions and share them with your other liberty-minded friends. So, from Harry Brown, number one, New Year's resolutions. I resolve to sell liberty by appealing to the self-interest of each prospect rather than preaching to people and expecting them to suddenly adopt my ideas of right and wrong. Interesting. It's very easy uh, to look at government and see how evil it is capable of being, how inherently wrong and immoral the uh, the state is, the fact that it is a monopoly of coercive force, the, the violent monopoly out there. They can hurt people, and there are very little consequence. Yes, very little consequence comes to the government. It's so easy to look at that and to just shout about it, and if you're at a party or something like that tonight or whenever you're hanging out with other people that aren't in a liberty circle of yours to essentially take the moralist position and to say, well, it's wrong to initiate force, and it's wrong to do this and that. And that's good and all, but it's better if you find out what it is that person wants, whether it's clean air, clean water, no taxes, whatever it is that person wants, and figure out how to communicate to them how they can get what they want with liberty and not by using the coercive means of the state. More coming up. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. The toll-free number is 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, they're completely free, so enjoy those on us. And if you want to help support the show, uh, you can shop with us at Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. When you enter Amazon through that link, Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase, whether you're buying brand new items or even used. Amazon sells it all, 41 categories, free super saver shipping on a whole lot of items. Go and get your shopping done over at Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. Now, you know email's not secure, but hey, privacy's dead anyway, right? Wrong. Introducing PrivacyHarbor.com, an easy-to-use, secure email alternative. Sign up for a free account today, PrivacyHarbor.com, because normal email is not secure. Again, PrivacyHarbor.com. As we continue with the New Year's resolution topic, sort of an inevitable topic uh, that we always come back to year after year on this particular New Year's Eve, uh, as we do the show live here tonight, taking your calls about whatever you want You're welcome to share your resolutions with us. What we're sharing with you at the moment is the resolutions of Harry Brown, the 1996 and 2000 Libertarian Party presidential candidate, one of the uh, the greatest, in my opinion, Libertarian communicators out there. And he's got some great things to say here. Uh, Even if you consider yourself a good communicator... This is uh, this. He's just got a, a treasure trove of information and, and good ideas here for you. So if you're somebody who's uh, had a difficult time talking about liberty with your friends or your family, who, listen, who hasn't? Listen closely to this. If you've talked about liberty with anyone, you've had a difficult time. 
Because it's, it's, a, it's a foreign concept to people. I consider myself a, a, an acceptable communicator, but I'm always looking to improve myself. And I know I have uh, faults, and I'm sure Harry is going to touch on a few of them here in his number of resolutions that he's come up with to share. I have a tendency to sound a little sanctimonious. So his number one was that uh, you sell liberty instead of preaching to people. So find out what the individual, your prospect, for lack of a better term, since we are selling liberty, we're dealing with prospects here. Uh, because when you're in sales, you have prospects, and you want to turn them into paying clients. And in this case, we have prospects, and we want to in- influence them to understand what liberty really is all about and accept it for themselves. So you find out what that person wants, and you show them how they can get what they want. If it's to help the poor, you show them how they can better help the poor without using the government, by because using voluntary means. Every issue out there, I, I believe I, just about every issue, if it's not every issue, and I'd like to hear some issue that uh, you know, people would, would bring up that, would be, you know, that wouldn't fit into this category, but every issue, liberty handles it better than it's been handled up till now. So true. Number two, I resolve to keep from being drawn into arguments or debates. My purpose is to inspire people to want liberty, not to prove that they're wrong. Now, this is most obvious, the argument uh, situation, when you're out doing an outreach event. If you've never done this before, then you're probably not too familiar with what I'm talking about. But if you ever run like an outreach table at a county fair or gun show or a pride fest or something like that, some event where there are a number of people around, you're inevitably going to run into the arguing guy. The guy who wants to – who's some sort of politico, political uh, addict – He's got a very defined position. He, he's very well educated on his position, and he is going to defeat you. That's why he's come to your table, because, ah, the libertarian types or liberty types, I'm They're going to fools. defeat them. I will, I will let this, I will inspire this guy to my way of thinking because he's foolish with his liberty stuff. Who knows what they're thinking, but that's essentially what ends up happening is they come along and they get into a, a debate. And they'll push it for as long as they possibly can. As long as you will continue to uh, to, to go tete-a-tete with them, they will go uh, with you. And so essentially what you end up doing is arguing with some jackball while good you, prospects you, are walking by. You paid for this booth? You yeah. know, $500 or whatever whatever the uh, Libertarian Party uh, wasted on this, this particular booth and wherever you went. And, well, so you now can spend an hour. Spent it arguing if not more right. uh, I mean, that guy will stay there he'll go get he'll a he'll go there. get a polish sausage and come, come back. back sure so uh so if you ever find yourself in that position whether it's doing some sort of booth outreach or whether it's just you know in the streets doing uh doing a protest or whatever the situation is you find yourself getting into an argument you're probably wasting your time number one reason for that is if you're arguing with somebody you're not persuading you're not going to convince them of anything you're just kind of convincing yourself that you're right. That's really kind of what the argument, uh, argumentation process does. Everybody, the, both sides of the argument, dig their trench, and then they lob bombs at one another. <laughs> and that's essentially what, what goes on. They dig a little deeper, and they lob some more bombs. They dig a little deeper, and nobody ever really gets anywhere. There is a possibility that if somebody's observing the argument, they could pick a side. If they were an undecided observer, they could say, well, so-and-so is making better points, so I will side with so-and-so. Right. Now, that's if somebody's you – know, if they can handle right, it. If they can. And it's, it's a lot more difficult to handle arguing uh, you know, in person than it is – 
on the radio, for instance. Now, sometimes we'll participate here on the show in this kind of argumentation, and and it makes for good radio. I'm sorry, it just does. People like to like to see this kind of thing. Um, Some some listeners like the idea of of some big government person getting ripped to shreds on the air, but it's not doing anything to make that big government person convinced. No, it might true. be convincing the audience, but you'd rarely have an audience. They, they essentially and exist as a foil. if you're too nasty, your, your audience uh, is not going to like you. You're going to be the heel. Right. Those, those people, the, the big government people on this show, the callers that we get into it with, essentially exist as foils for us, yeah. uh, too. Uh, and, and we can play by different rules here um, simply because it's a radio show. But so essentially what I'm saying here is do as we say, not as we do. Yeah. <laughs> And all that said, I think we try in many cases to be persuasive with with people. Some there people there are, are certainly some uh, some good example, uh, you know, some some outstanding examples of us not doing it. But I think that by yes. and large, that we, that's what we try to do. But in a lot of cases, uh, when it really gets nasty, here is when the individual we're dealing with is nasty in the first place, and then we'll just we'll just feed them back with their what they're feeding us. But it, but when you're dealing with somebody in person, you, you may be talking about a coworker, you may be talking about a family member, a friend, somebody that you've got real ties to, somebody where you don't want to burn a bridge by arguing. So you you it would behoove you to look into like a the mother-in-law. process. Whoever it would behoove you to look into a process, the process of persuasion, and that's where the advocates for self-government come into play. I mentioned them earlier. They're the people that are republishing this old list of Harry Brown's resolutions, and they are the people that will give you the tools that you need to convert yourself from an arguer into a persuader. That's and what they the, do a great job. At that's it. what the uh, the group, you know, that's what they exist for. And yes. So you know, use them for that. We uh, will continue this list here in moments. Let's go and screen to the amp line. Who's this? You're on Free Talk Live. Hey, what's going on, guys? It's Cliff with Miami. Cliff, uh, what's on your mind tonight? Oh, my mind tonight is I was listening to a podcast a couple of nights ago, and you guys were talking about slavery and uh, how, how um, being a child, in a way, is a lot like slavery, and how in a lot of third world countries, people are just like like Haiti, for instance, which is where I'm from. Oh, people really? Just um, take you know little kids and literally take them to a different country or take them in the city, and they'll become their slaves. Yeah. But I think there's something that's a little bit inaccurate, at least from my, from my life's uh, perspective anyway. Okay, let's hear it. Here, here's, here's what happens. I'm, I grew up in a family that was you know, part of that very, very slim middle class that exists in Haiti. And um, basically my grandmother was from a small town. And what she did when, she, when, she, um, you know, when, when, we, when I was growing up with her is she would go back to her small town. She would, in a sense, like adopt one of the girls that lived there. The girl would come into our house. She would work in the daytime. She would work, she'd get food, she'd get lodging, and she also goes to school. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't like she, she couldn't go wherever she wanted to go, but she did not get paid to do her job. Right. Well, she was paid by having the, the roof over her head and an improved standard of living, right? I mean, that's the way I looked at it. That's the way I always looked at it, but she guys, you know, kind of pointed that out. I'm like, well, I mean, I actually lived through it, and, you know, you can't actually have somebody in your house. Some, some people actually do that. I, I know people that have done that. They brought people to Miami or wherever else. And they'll lock, essentially lock them up in their house, and, and you know, they can't go anywhere. And the people have to, have to actually escape. Well, I mean, I know that does exist, but that's actually a lot less. It's, just a, it's a far smaller instance of that happening than what I just explained to you happening. I, I hear what you're saying, and essentially what you're doing is trading the one form of slavery for the other. I mean, you know, the, the parental – since parents uh, – legally have the right to essentially do whatever they want with kids, and that's true in Haiti as it is in America, um, you're, you're transferring those parental rights over to someone else. Now, of, of course, the little girl works, and if your grandmother was a good person, she probably, and it sounds like she was, 
Um, she probably treated the girl more like her daughter than she did like a servant girl. However, um, there are instances. Certain expectations. Yeah, there's, well, there's certain instances where this is uh, where, where this is done, and they're treated horribly. And sometimes mm-hmm. they're sold as actual sex slaves. No, I agree that does happen. But here's here's the one thing I was trying to understand from your point of view. Basically, is this. Um, I mean, do you consider basically any child that gets, you know, told what to do a slave? And in, in that case, like, you know, how else does a parent, you know, parent? Because I'm a new parent also. Yeah. How do I parent if I can't really tell my child what to do? And really, that's that's the only option that they have. Yeah, I'm going to admit, feel like they're slave. I'm going to admit to not having coalesced this, uh, uh, you know, this whole thought process in, in my mind uh, entirely. I, I read a couple of articles very recently while I was on my... Uh, uh, vacation, so you know how recently it was. I just got back about slavery and and some of my thoughts on it. And I'll talk to you about uh, you know. We'll bring you back. Hang on, Cliff. If you want to hold through the news, eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Maybe Cliff has a New Year's resolution he wants to share with us as well. We'll continue the slavery discussion here in moments. And hour two is coming up. This is Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. We're launching an hour number two of the program. You can bring up anything via the toll-free number 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. This live New Year's Eve edition of the program. Want to share your New Year's resolutions with us? You're certainly welcome to do that. Or, as always, bring up anything you want at 800-259-9231. Uh, we were going to continue with Cliff. He dropped off the line, but we'll, we'll continue to answer his question. He would called in the end of the last hour. Uh, Cliff down in Miami had called to talk about something you discussed a few days ago, Mark. And that was uh, that in your mind, what, from your observation of what is going on in the world... You have come to the determination that childhood in America, as childhood around the right, world, childhood. <laughs> is essentially a, a form of slavery. And it, you were, I think you were pretty well uh, able to back that up. Yeah, you know, I mean, in, in America, you can beat them, but you can't beat them hard. Um, you can't beat them with too many things. You can beat them with some things, but not too many things. And, you know, I don't have a problem with, like I've said many times before, lovingly administered spankings. However... I, you know, this, this sort of the way that our laws are set up, the kid has to live there on the plantation. I mean, the house in the house and they are not allowed to leave and they must do what you say. And if you wish when they're 16 years old, because we have, you know, these great child labor laws in this country, you can send them out to work and and collect their paychecks. Um, If you own a restaurant or a farm um, and you can work them from age, you can work them when when, when they start. And so you've got this situation where children are. Um, slaves. Now, I don't think the solution to that is raise the child labor law uh, ages to 18, because kids need to be able to earn money. I think that yeah. really what it is is that you know, um, instead of this court-administered uh, emancipation, the kids should be able to leave a house if they want to. I agree with that. Well, Cliff's question toward the end of the hour was, well, how, I mean, knowing that this is slavery. 
how does a parent treat their children? Should one do something differently? Is there something different that one can do in order to lessen the slavery? Yeah, I, I, I don't have necessarily a solution for that, except that I think that kids should be able to, you know, leave if they want. And I think that a, uh, uh, you know, for me, like the, the, the maximum punishment seems to be for people um, spanking. And I, I suppose I can see some spanking going on, uh, you know, five and under that kind of thing. And I'm just picking an arbitrary age, but you know, young kids where that you have difficulty communicating with. But once a child gets a little bit older it, to me in my circumstance it seems like the maximum punishment should sort of be here's a tent go live outside because it's my house yeah that's a good and idea. i get to make the rules you can live and do whatever you want to do right however and, and i'm sure somebody's going to call this child abuse uh, of course somebody would call spanking child abuse whatever you know i would call that abuse yeah what kicking them out spanking okay well, you're going to call spanking abuse but i'm i think that it's my house. I pay the mortgage. I'm going to leave, you know, your your room. You could do, to largely do what you want with it. When you start decorating with fire, we're going to have a problem. But, you know, by and large, you get to do what you want there. However, when you do, don't do some of the things that I, I suggest and, um, you know... <laughs> you can live in the backyard. Yeah, you go out and make your own little campsite there. I'll give you a piece of land. You can go go do what you want. Well, I think it's an interesting idea. Unfortunately, what you're going to run up against today, you're, you're suggesting that in a society that has changed its uh, its rules as far as the cops coming and taking your kids back to your house if they go if they try to leave it. If you if you say you're out of you you are no longer allowed to live in my house and the kid that leaves, would be a very very extreme punishment. The cops are going to come pick them up take you take them back to you. Uh, so you would have to have a situation in which that you really could make that decision and have it be true, like not have the cops come and essentially reverse your decision right. for you. Uh, but it's an interesting idea and one worthy of discussion. So, But, but basically what you were doing with your whole uh, point about slavery was making an observation, not really saying this needs to be changed. You were just saying that, well, when you make the kid take out the trash... They're a slave. Well, if, if you know the sort of the salute, the the way that the laws are set up, the kid can't leave. You can't kick him out. Um, there's no separation that can occur legally. Um, so therefore, you have a situation where the the child is legally a slave of the parent. However, yeah. if the child can leave, for instance, if I decided to come and live in your house, Ian, mm-hmm. and for whatever reason you allowed me to do that. Um, and then, then, you know, at first I didn't have, you know, for whatever, you didn't need, there were no rules, whatever, there were no rules at first. And then you said, you know, I need to see you washing the dishes, taking out the garbage and uh, cleaning the bathroom. And in order for me to not think you suck and make you leave. Yeah. If I choose not to do those things, then it is completely fair to kick me out, I think. So... Assuming that we didn't have an agreement. Right. It'd be yeah. what, whatever. It doesn't matter whether there's an agreement or not an agreement. It's not like the kid signed an agreement to get here. Right. Uh, you know, he just ended up here. So I don't feel – I feel that there's, I guess, a certain obligation uh, from a parent that is obliged to uh, provide a, a home to the child. But – I don't think that they're obliged to provide a work-free environment. And as a matter of fact, I think a parent is, uh, you know, obligated to teach a child to work and, I think and so, to, yeah. to help develop their work ethic, to show them that work results in some money. And I, you know, one of the one of the first things I'm going to do for Jack is, as soon as he's old enough not to swallow it, I'm going to start having him, you know, giving him money basically for doing for things. chores. Yeah. You know, I mean, the chores are probably going to likely I'm going to give him too much money for too little work, at, at, especially at first. Right. 
So, but I, I want him to have money. I want him to value that money. I want him to learn how to save that money and, and to spend it properly and those kind of things. I want him to have it. And that way he's not relying on me to give him all kinds of crap. Mm-hmm. That he's re- I'd rather give him money um, for doing things and then have him go and buy the things that he wants. Christmas and birthdays excluded. But let's hope that they're not uh, these, these huge ordeals where they get so much stuff that they're you know, just awash in things. I... I, I I used to be this uh, collector of Star Wars figures when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. I wanted to have every single Star Wars and Empire Strikes Back figure that existed. This was, you know, without the articulated arms and stuff. They just kind of moved okay. in, in four spots, five spots. How'd that work out? I got them all. Wow. I had all that stuff. I valued these little pieces of plastic so thoroughly. And then around eighth grade, suddenly I didn't care about them at all oh, anymore. And man. I just. And what'd you do with them? Uh, I, I sold them to a friend. Oh, man, that's for a bummer. very little. Why? That he's happy today. I don't know that he even still has it. I Whoever ended I up with him. him. Whatever. Yeah. You know, you've got all kinds of things in life. You see, you sure. see, there you are, valuing my pl- little pieces of plastic. Well, I wouldn't mean, I have been better off? Collectors are crazy about Wouldn't that I stuff. have been better off collecting coins of, uh, you know, some kind of precious metal value? Yeah, you would have been better off with that, sure. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I just, if, if I was going to collect something, I just think that, I, I hate this collecting thing. I, oh, collecting's awful. It's an awful thing to do. I've collected things in the past and regretted it, and I've learned my lesson about that. I don't need to set a resolution because I'm not, I'm not a collector anymore, so I, I don't have to resolve to, to not collect things. But, man, once you collect enough stuff and you've, you've got it, then you don't do anything with it. It just sits on a shelf. And if it's just sitting there or sitting in a box, that's even worse, sitting yeah. in a box in an attic or something that's, like that. To me, the very, very worst kind of collecting, um, the, the most, the sickest kind is to buy a toy, uh, you know, and, and sometimes kids do this. I, I think adults less so, but uh, less, uh, it's less sick. Mm-hmm. But to buy something and then leave it in the package so that it's worth more right. in the future, my God, at least I played, I did. I played with those Star Wars figures and those Empire Strikes Back figures every day. So I, at least I got that kind of enjoyment out of them. But, you know, I still I I went on from that collecting to comic book collecting. I then had Mm. every single issue of the Avengers that they published, plus a whole bunch of Captain America's, plus a whole bunch of Iron Man's. You Mm -hmm. know, I was a, a Marvel kid. So, you know, I just I just traded one for the other. And, yeah, I had a bunch of video games. And then games. I went to prison where you had to keep all of your stuff in a footlocker. Nice. So That'll I, change things. You know, it does. Now now I've got more crap. Like, couches don't fit in footlockers, that's for sure. So, I, I, can, I can relate. Uh, two of my more recent collections I have gotten rid of in recent years. One was my Laserdisc collection, because I was... Uh, I got into Laserdiscs in the late 1990s. Do you have an 8-track collection, too? No. <laughs> late 90s. Laserdiscs were out in, the, like, the early 80s. Well, it was probably mid to late 90s. No, actually, Laserdiscs were pretty... Uh, I mean, they, they've always had a big following among the, uh, amongst the video file community. Uh, they because they have more information. Well, because VHS big. just sucks. And, uh, I mean, if you're talking about in the 80s, it was VHS uh, versus beta. VHS defeated beta. But Laserdiscs were there the entire time. And it was for they somebody... Were. It was for, they were basically for people that had a lot of money uh, to blow. Did they on, cost, cost a lot of money for They the cost more money. You're looking at spending like 40 bucks for a brand new Laserdisc as ah. opposed to 20 for a VHS tape. And the players were more expensive because there just wasn't as much of a market for it. And you can't record on Laserdiscs, so it's only a playback medium. So only the people that were really into movies and uh, and showing them the the appropriate, the way the director intended them would be into Laserdiscs. But it was enough to continue them all the way through, like, I think a lo- one of the last discs that came out was uh, Ma- The Matrix, 1999. Gosh. So it, it made it all the way to the end of the 20th century. 
but I, you know, collected, probably spent like three grand on Laserdiscs over all the years and sold them all off for 150 bucks on eBay. More coming up. It's freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything if you dial toll-free, 800-259-9231. That would be the SACL CAI toll-free line. This is the New Year's Eve edition of the program, 1-800-259-9231. Whether you want to share your New Year's resolutions with us or you just want to talk about what you want to discuss, uh, the, show, the phone lines are open for you. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. So we were talking, uh, actually, we're going to get back to Harry Brown's New Year's resolutions here in a moment, but we should finish the discussion on collecting uh Man, I, I don't know at what point that I determined that collecting was a complete waste of time and money, uh, but I, I did make that determination a number of years ago. To and me, then, it's an indication of uh, too little to do and too much money. Well, it is, yeah. It, well, I mean, we are very wealthy. I mean, in, in this, the world that we live in, specifically uh, the, you know, the United States, North America, a very wealthy place to live, and we do have a lot of free time, and we've got a lot of extra disposable income, and you're right, Mark, it is quite a hallmark that proves how wealthy we truly are. I mean, the fact that we have so much money that we can buy a bunch of crap, tchotchkes and things like that, and, uh, and just clutter our lives up with it, uh, that we can go and spend just oodles of amounts of, of, uh, amounts of time on really what are just trivial hobbies that aren't really critical to feeding mouths or, or doing things that keep the power on. Right. Uh, people have the ability, and I, I think it's wonderful. I'm not critiquing this at all. It's wonderful that we have so much wealth. I mean, the, the, the fact that Wikipedia is there is an example of how wealthy we are. The fact that somebody is so obsessed... I love with, Wikipedia. <laughs> somebody out there is so obsessed with something that they go and they spend hours upon hours of their time sculpting an article about well, the, the most minute details of who was Wiki- on you know, some television, some obscure television show that aired in 1991. You know, what all the episodes are about, who starred in every single episode. I mean, the, the amount of detail that was essentially user-submitted that you can see just on that one website yeah. is just a, really an indicator of how truly wealthy we are. That we have the time to do to to uh, to do things like this. I you know I I have to agree. I think Wikipedia at the very least you're spending time uh, even if you're spending time on uh, an article on Hot Wheels cars or whatever you at the very least you're you're honing your ability to write. That's a good. You're thing. creating value for others too. I mean for uh, those who are looking for that information. Whereas I, I I'm still you know if you're just collecting the Hot Wheels cars themselves I I, I suppose one can make the argument that they have intrinsic value especially if they're in the packages, but. I would like to make this point. I worked at a comic book store for from the time that I was 12, mm-hmm. my God, before I was old enough to work, to the time I was 18. And they had a policy there, and I imagine it's pretty similar to most policies at most comic book stores, that you could trade in a, you know, sort of used comics, old, you know, old collector's comics for right. credit in the store of two-thirds of the value of the comics you turned in. Not That's pretty good, value. two-thirds. Yeah, two-thirds of the value, but not face value, the Overstreet's price guide. Market or, value. Or the, yeah. um, there's a, there's comics value monthly was the other one. Right. They right. may have changed these. I'm just talking about what was, you know, at, at that time. Yeah. I stopped working there in 1989. Or you could trade them for one-third of their, um, you know, assessed value in cash. Got it. So the... You know, it's the dealers that make the money in collecting, right. whether that's – and I'm sure that's true with coins to some extent. Maybe the, the, the numbers might not be the same. But that's that's true with probably most collectibles. Uh, you know, coins probably have more value to them than uh, other things. But they have to pay the rent. You know, the rent yeah. on wherever they are is expensive. The power, the uh, the employees, all that stuff comes into play. 
and they have to make enough money to feed themselves. Well, when you're collecting Hot Wheels, uh, it's Mattel that's making the, mo- the money on that one. Right. So, and that's fine. It's fine to have things that you like, and it's fine to collect. It's fine to collect things if that's what you want to do with your time and your money. I, I mean, I'm not coming down on people. It's just not right for me. Yeah. Uh, at some point in my life, I decided that it was a tremendous waste of money. Uh, and, and you see, that it, you start to, to learn these lessons when you come to the conclusion you don't really need your collection anymore. And, oh, my God, you're going to have to sell it. And you know you're going to get pennies on the dollar. And that's when you realize, man, why did I do this in the first place again? Yeah. It, what was it, the point? You know, the, sort of the, 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 the nature of collecting. Like I said, I had the Avengers comics from one through... 300 or something yeah. like that. Uh, you you want to get all of them. All of them. And right. the fact Collect is, them all. Avengers 54 isn't worth as much as Avengers 1 or Avengers 50 or Avengers right. 100. For some reason, the, you know, those numbers are more important. So if you're going to do the comic po- collecting thing, you should buy the comics, uh, you know, should buy the comics that are sort of in the number, you know, the important numbers. Buy number ones. There was a guy that came into the store and did this, and it was it was just a pretty good system. This was back when uh, comic books were, were big and selling. I don't know what yeah. the, the industry's like now. I'm not making suggestions. I'm just This is just a suggestion. Look at this and see if it works for you. I do know that Marvel um, happens to have a uh, online subscription service where you can uh, read comic books for five dollars a month. You can read as many as you want. I think that a comic costs something like three bucks now. The new ones. I, I don't know exactly what they are, but they're hmm. they're not cheap. And you know, you, you buy a, five cents. Well, yeah, that would that would be long, <laughs> long before you were born, ago. my friend. Yeah. <laughs> long, long before you were born. I, I think they were probably about a quarter when you were born. Uh, maybe maybe thirty five cents. Okay. So uh, you, you could you could save your money in that manner, and I I've been reading some of these uh, online comics, and I find them to be I, I enjoy them. I, you know, they're, they're just just fine with me, and it's a good way to to save money. You don't have to clutter up your life with all this extra crap that you have to move around and save and yeah. put in bags and put boards in so they don't get bent and, and you know worry what about the pain. water. My God, the water getting after them and the dog eating them and whatever. Uh, the other one that the other collection that I have liquidated in recent years was my video game collection. I had uh, several game systems that I had collected over my uh, my childhood and mm-hmm. a number of games to go with them. And I mean, they're fun, but I didn't have time for them. As an adult, I, I really don't have time for, for games. I mean, I still have some. Um, I didn't get rid of all of them, but I, I did clear out most of them. Well, I especially think, video games for uh, obsolete systems. That seems... You know, those those, those seem, games are still fun. I mean, those games okay. are still fun. It's just that as but an adult, you, I don't then, have time to play them. Then you're how many pieces of electronics are you keeping uh, around in order to be able to play those? You've got one on the uh, Sega Genesis that you yeah. play. You've got one on the Nintendo 64 that you play, you know... Right, so uh, so with the, with the video game collection, it's I I was in a I, you know became an adult, didn't have time to uh, to play the games I was buying. I, I had a, a slight, uh, I had a couple years in my life at, as an early adult where I would just I'd spot games that I'd always wanted, and since I had the money to buy them, I'd yeah. buy them. And even if I was getting it like a discount, even if I was getting a clearance bin or something like a five or ten dollar game, I would I'd be feeling good about myself because like oh I'm buying I this. I possess it. I'm getting well no I was feeling good because I'm getting a deal right mm-hmm. I'm buying a clearance bin game. I've always wanted to buy this game and now I have this game. But I w- all I would do is I'd bring it home, unwrap it, play it for ten minutes, and then I'd have to go and do something else, and then I would never come back to it. So I, I began building this collection of games that I'd always wanted but never had a chance to play, and or wanted somewhat and could afford it, and I bought them and you know created this little collection that didn't do me any good. It was just again, if it's just sitting on a shelf and you're not utilizing it, 
what's the point? And so finally I came to that conclusion. I realized, well, you know, I've got all these old systems and these old games. And yeah, they're fun if I were to sit down and play them. But many of them I have played through as a, as a kid. So I'm not going to go play them again. Except for nostalgic purposes, which that doesn't last more than five minutes for me for the most part. So that didn't really that wasn't a really useful purpose to having these games. Uh, you could say, well, you could have them around to uh, you know bring out at parties, but most of them aren't party games, and so that, party you know, games. There I, are some I'm party games. Fa- I'm not even familiar with party games. You know, like four player games, things like that, where you can yeah. get a bunch of people involved in playing a game. There are games like that, um, but you know, came to the conclusion that it's just cluttering up my life, and and I started to. I started to to simplify uh, the things that I had and get rid of the things that I was not using or utilizing or enjoying necessarily anymore. And I have to say, I feel better about my life today because I don't have as much clutter. I just don't have as much stuff. And I like that feeling. 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. Talk Live. You bring up anything, just dial toll-free 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are totally free, so enjoy those, including the uh, Shrine of Female listeners. The dozens of ladies who've sent us their validated photo to prove they listen to the show, head over to shrine.freetalklive.com. See what it's all about. That's shrine.freetalklive.com. Do you have a company that needs to try something new in the area of collections? SACL CAI does collections. They do early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. In this time of uh, economic crunch, if you have a business, you have some uh, some, uh, accounts receivable out there in the past, you know, it could be as far as two years. The farther it goes, the less likely it is that you're going to collect. However, those people still owe you the money. You can turn it over to SACL CAI for, uh, you know, you'll you'll, you'll get some some percentage on a dollar, and you might as well... Because you're not getting anything now. SACL CAI, you can see their banner at freetalklive.com. So we've been, uh, we started the show out by talking about New Year's Eve. This is, of course, a live New Year's Eve edition, talking about resolutions. We shared some of our resolutions to improve our, uh, in my case, to improve uh, our my business. Uh, you, on Mark, on the sales side to improve uh, how you handle your clients and uh, et cetera. And so we shared our resolutions. And you guys are welcome to share yours if you'd like at 800-259-9231. And somehow we transitioned off into this current conversation that we were having this hour about, uh, I would say, something that's related to uh, a New Year's resolution for a lot of people, and that is to simplify their life. Uh, that is to get rid of some clutter, to clean out some crap. Uh, I think that's some. I think this is a good conversation for a New Year's Eve show. Uh, in fact, some of our uh, chat room people during the break, one of them was saying he's got a, a, the big collection of still has VHS tapes uh, and some DVDs that he's looking to to clean out. And man, I know the feeling. I, I ha- having had collections in the past and having come to the conclusion at some point in my adult life that it's just pointless to have collections. Uh, it's a great feeling once you can actually just get rid of that stuff. It's sitting on shelves. It's packed away in boxes. It's taking up space in your closet. Are you using it? If you're not using it, and if you haven't, uh, if you haven't used it in a year or two, especially if you haven't used it in five years, what the hell do you have it for at this point? So. 
um, this is know, true with clothes. Something too. that really kind of uh, motivated me, I think inspired me, Mark, was a television show that actually aired on the the Learning Channel, TLC. And back in 2003 uh, through 2005, I'm getting this information from Wikipedia. And my mom actually turned me on to this show, and it's great. Uh, it's it's basically what they do is they bring in these organizational experts to somebody's house. and More proof that we live in a very, very wealthy nation. Yeah. And they that's that someone could have that job title. Yeah. Uh, and... So they come in there, and they come into these people's houses, and these folks have been living in these houses for years, and they've been accumulating, because that's what we do. And that's what uh, people in this society, because we're talking about, you're so wealthy, you've got so much money and so much free time, you can just go and buy trinkets and put them on shelves, put up more shelves if you run out of room, so you can put more trinkets up on them. And they would go into these people's homes, and they'd video the inside of their homes, and it would just blow you away. I mean, for me, looking at what these people had accumulated in their lifetimes was stunning. And I said to myself, oh, my gosh, I do not want to be like that. I mean, I can see that I have my collections over here. I've got my video games and I've got you know, my uh, my Laserdisc collection. These are the two of the things I've blown out the door over the last several years. And I don't want them to get bigger. In fact, I'd like to uh, to, to clean them up and, and get rid of most of them. And so watching this show is a real inspiration because they'd go in and they'd they would essentially rub these people's nose in what they had done. I mean, for lack of a <laughs> well, better for, term, it makes a good it makes good TV. Right. And so basically, the, the way it worked would be they'd go into these rooms, bedrooms storage rooms, whatever, and they take everything out. So they have a whole crew of people helping them with this, basically, because there's so much stuff. They take it all out into the front yard, and they had three different uh, areas that they put sheets down, basically, and you'd have to go through your pile of crap and then sort it. I must so, have this piece. I have to have this. That's exactly what it was like. They had a keep pile. Weeping a, in front of, right. <laughs> in front they, of these people. They had a keep pile, a sell pile, and a toss pile. And so, okay, the things you want to keep, you put the keep pile. The things you want to get rid of you, uh, and sell, you put in the, at a garage sale. You put in the sell pile, and then the toss, it's trash. So you put stuff over there. And watching the footage of these people <laughs> that were so uh, connected to the things that they purchased in yeah. their life – Watching them defend why they still had the gigantic teddy bear that they won at the you know the state fair ten years ago, why that was still in their closet, you know when's the last time you did anything with this teddy bear? So the organizational expert would basically press them on many of the things that they said they wanted to keep. Like, well, you don't need this. What do you really need this for? And and just watching the people defend uh, their their possessions was amazing to me. And it really. Uh, I said to myself, man, I, I do not want to be like this. And so I make make it a point in my life to uh, to reassess the things that I have this and is something- to, to periodically – Clear them out. This is something that people have to to do, uh, you know, with intent. If you don't, you're sort of your animal instinct of hoarding. There was a time when basically everything you could get your hands on, you should hold on to, like a squirrel with nuts for the winter, or something. right? Because there wasn't that much stuff, and people lived in, uh, you know, holes and in, in mountains and things. But you that's know, useful because caves and mud huts. And, you need and that stuff. stuff. You need those nuts and et cetera. Right. Well, whatever you could get, you might be able to go through it and use it. But now with the, everything so cheap and we're able to hoard so many things, I, I've you know seen friends who have all kinds of stuff hoarded, but it's of no use to them because they can't find it. Mm. They just can't locate it. I, yeah, which box is it in? Sometimes they'll they'll have it in. Well, I don't know if it's in the storage unit. I don't know if it's oh in the garage. Oh, my gosh. If you have a storage unit, there's there may be a problem. 
Like if you filled up your house full of stuff and you have to go and rent a storage unit, not if you're moving somewhere and you need a storage unit to carry, you know, keep yeah. your stuff while you're moving into a place. That makes sense. But if you have a storage unit and you're filling it with things and you're paying every single month to have a storage unit, that's, I would say, alert. You're becoming a pack rat. Well, like there's a certain point at which are, you become a pack rat. Storage units are good for businesses because businesses need to store things yeah. and um, they should be using their high rent space for Business. business, and they should yeah. be using low rent space for storage. I'm talking about if you I understand, have a house, I agree, and you've filled it. You're, right, you're if, moving if you're, on. If you have pathways of you know <laughs> through stuff in your living room, well, that's the extreme. That's the pack rat. That's understood. the extreme end of collections, right? But I mean, it, the, it, the pack true. rat will collect things like old Worth, junk mail, worthless stuff, right? Uh, so at least at least collectors are just people that identify a niche, they identify an interest of theirs, and they they fill that niche as much yeah. as they possibly can. I understand it, you know. And when and, I but, but, you know Christmas holidays have a tendency to bring about this uh, this sort of unfortunate aspect of people will you know decide that you like a certain thing, mm-hmm. um, and they'll get those things for you. So like people have decided that my uh, at one point decided my mom liked pigs. My mom has more pig figures that people. Chachkis, yeah, just just stuff, and she doesn't throw it away because you know somebody gave it to her. It was a gift. It's nice. It's sentimental. Uh, yeah, you know, and you don't want to be mean so to the person. If she has room for it, but now she has a. My God, I can't tell you how big her house is. It's probably <laughs> twenty three hundred square feet. There's one woman living in it. How, how many pigs does she have? Oh, I, I, I innumerable. Like a whole room full of pigs, or sh- several everywhere. shelves full They're of everywhere. pigs. They're everywhere. And she, the, this, this, what the strange American habit. I don't know if it's beyond uh, the, the the purviews of America of keeping a living room, the good room, mm-hmm. and then the, the 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 family room, a living room and a family room. Have you seen this phenomenon? The living room is used for nothing ever. Hmm. Even um, you know, at may, maybe at the highest holidays and that kind of thing. But in my mother's house, it's not even used for that. There's a living room that gets used for nothing wow. ever. It has the best furniture in it. Yeah. So you pay for you know a lot for the furniture, <laughs> and then yeah, as it, it gets older, then you move it into the family room. Congratulations, you filled a room with with stuff. Yeah, just yeah. Stuff. it doesn't make any sense at all. So it really is something that I uh, try to keep up on, and uh, you know, something you might want to consider for yourself if you feel like you're getting overwhelmed and you've got too much stuff. Make a point. Of doing what they do on that show I was talking about, Clean Sweep, and make a point of forcing yourself, essentially, to get rid of the things you don't use anymore. You might feel really great about it after it's done. I know that's how I feel, and I'm constantly well, reassessing. There's also organization is, is a value. Um, I yeah. have a bunch of tools, and currently, since I've just sort of moved into the house and I haven't got everything organized, right. I can't put my hands on everything as quickly as I'd like to. That's frustrating. I've started organizing them, and you know, like, I'll put little shadow figures so that I try to put things back in, in the place. Places that oh, they that's belong. a neat idea. And, and organization is very valuable, too. Obviously, you have to throw some things away when you're organizing. I agree with that. Uh, your thoughts, your tips, 800-259-9231. Do you have a problem with uh, collecting? Do you want to talk about it? It's Free Talk Live. Anything goes. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. Just dial the toll-free number, 800-259-9231. It's the live New Year's Eve edition of the program, and anything goes as it always does. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. If you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can do so by becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier. Head over to amp.freetalklive.com, learn more about the program, 
and get on board for as little as three bucks a month. Any major credit card, PayPal, some alternate payment options, all acceptable. Uh, we can take that money in and reinvest it into the show, getting on more radio stations across the country, bringing more Internet listeners on board around the world, and bringing new people to the message of freedom and liberty. So if that's valuable to you and it's worth 3 bucks a month, head on over to amp.freetalklive.com, and you'll get perks like access to the AMP-only call-in lines, chat room, forum, and more. All the details are there at amp.freetalklive.com. As we go to Rich in North Carolina, Rich, you're on Free Talk Live. Yes, and I'd like to tell you about one of the best investments I ever made in my life. What's that? Sure. And it is related to the idea of, of paring down your possessions rather than being a pack rat. Okay. In July 2003, after I joined the Free State Project and before New Hampshire was chosen, I sold my house and I bought a 5-foot by 8-foot storage trailer. Okay, like one of those pod things. The, I'm not sure what okay. you mean by pod. But okay, there's a there's a company out there called Pods, I believe, that will drop off a what looks like a, a small tra- trailer truck bed thing with a rolling door that you can uh, you know fill full of stuff, and then they'll take it away for you and store it for you like like a uh, you know a storage unit would, but except it's sort of like a deliverable storage unit situation. Oh, no, no, it's actually a. It's just a storage trailer, no windows or anything. No. Just something no you can hook up to a, to a back of a truck or something like that? Yeah, but to the back of mine. Yeah. Yeah. And it's because it's only 5 foot by 8 foot, obviously I got a pair, I had to pare down things in order to, to fill it. Right. And that meant leaving all furniture and anything unnecessary behind. And I've moved several times since then, and it's one of the best investments I've ever made. Because it, whenever I move, I don't have to rent a truck or trailer and load it up, take it across town or take it wherever, and then rent a space. Everything is right there. I just hook it up, go wherever I'm going. And to give you an example of how it works, when I was, uh, the last time I left um, Montana, I made a, a western loop before coming back to Montana and then heading across the Fruited Plain to New Hampshire. And it, and all I had to do was load everything up in the trailer, and I told my landlady, I said, you know, I can either take this thing across town and pay five bucks a month to have it stored there, or I can leave it here and pay you. Yeah. And she smiled, and she said, well, I'd rather you have pay, you pay me. And so I did, and then when I came back, all it was a matter of doing was tying up loose ends, hitching the thing up, and going. That, that does it. make it easy. Now, uh, yeah. about this not having furniture thing, doesn't that make life difficult? I mean, desks, a, de- a desk and a chair and and computers seem. Well, you pick are, it up where you get when you get to your destination. Well, he he says it's five by eight. I mean, he has he has no couch. He has no kitchen table. Um, he you know he he a, a bed. You, when uh, you arrive at your destination, do you acquire these things again, or do you just live like on a mattress, like air mattress, or something? Well, so far I've managed to live in places where, where that sort of thing is already available. But I listen, if I, if I were to pay for storage, if I were to, like a, a, one of those regular storage facilities, yeah. the cost of renting a vehicle to get it there and to store it there would far exceed what it would cost to simply get new furniture if and when I need it. Or better yet, uh, go to a garage sale and get some used furniture. That's the way I, you know, that's the way I did when I moved into New Hampshire. I didn't leave, I didn't bring any furniture up with me really, and right. uh, when acquired it all Anytime you spend money again. on furniture, realize that you, you know that, that all you're getting is the furniture. You're not getting resale value. 
Oh yeah, right. you take a big hit when you when you try to get rid of your furniture, try to sell it. Uh, so so you're not in New Hampshire right now, though, are you, Rich? You're actually in North Carolina. Yeah, actually, I I came down to North Carolina for a wedding, and I decided to work it so that I would stay south for winter. Ah, uh, makes sense. Don't, to me. don't worry, I'll I'll be back in spring. You're coming the, the back. The low was six today. <laughs> Fahrenheit. What? The low was six, six degrees. Yeah, really, you know, it got so cold here, we had to close the windows. <laughs> Thanks, Rich. Have a nice night and enjoy your uh, New Year's. Thank you for the call. 800-259-9231. So whether you want to share uh, your tips on how you've managed to simplify your life in the hopes of perhaps inspiring others uh, to do the same. I mean, hey, if you want to stay cluttered and you want to keep a bunch of crap around, it's your life, your property. You can put as much stuff in it as you want to. I'm just saying that it's it's I think it's made a big difference for me in my life to uh, to continually go through a process of simplification. Uh, I don't have any I don't do it on a regular basis and like I don't have a spring cleaning time when I do it every single year, but just generally I uh, make a point of assessing all of the things that I have and asking myself, well, do I really need that? And when I've cleaned out the things that I've uh, gotten rid of in recent years, uh, one of my most recent ones was my Transformers collection. As a, as a young boy, I amassed quite a collection of Transformers, and I decided that they weren't doing me any good just sitting up in a box on the on the shelf. So I put them up on eBay and, and got rid of them. And, and you kind of when you're getting rid of these things, you kind of have to assess how worthwhile uh, selling them might be. For something that's fairly collectible, like your Star Wars collection, Mark, uh, might have been, or the Transformers collection might be. It's worth it to, to spend the time and, and go on eBay and take the pictures and, and put it online so you can make you can take a little bit of money back out of your collection. But other things like Manuel Laura from uh, LouRockwell.com was the one talking about his VHS collection. Dude, selling that at a garage sale, you're not going to get anything. I mean, you'd be lucky to make a buck yeah. off of selling those I, I, things. I often think about the uh, – I had a, uh, a girlfriend who had collected all of the – Disney movies on uh, on VHS, on VHS oh. so that her children would be able to uh, watch these uh, <laughs> these movies. Incidentally, oh. she's been dating women for the last three years, um, and <laughs> so children don't seem to be really in the they picture. They could adopt. They could. Yeah. I, I'm just I'm saying. Right? Yeah. <laughs> but and, little did she know the media would change. Right, and this is uh, you know this is something that that kids probably don't um, you know aren't thinking of. They think that the world's going to stay the same, and in a lot of ways, and it's not. No. Don't collect DVDs because there will be something. There is Blu-ray is here. Blu-ray is here, and it's going to you know don't collect these I don't things think, because it's. Do you think it's going to go past Blu-ray? I mean, is it, what is there any reason to go further than Blu-ray as far as media delivery is concerned? Should it all be over the internet next? I mean, isn't basically internet delivery the next step? Right. Well, it is media already here. Platters are di- are going to die off. Right. So I mean, you're gonna. Why would you buy a, v, a DVD? You know, a DVD Blu-ray player thing if you can hook up a computer to you know. A, Right now, you can. I saw during Christmas two hundred and fifty dollar computers, you, laptops. You, it was. A, I think this was a desktop and laptop. Oh, desktop. Yeah. Three fifty. I don't know anything. Two hundred and fifty dollars for Jeez. a new computer. Hook that up to your TV. You're delivering uh, the the the, you know, the the media that you want to your television. Why in the world would you pay a hundred dollars for a DVD player that you have to then pay ten dollars a piece for DVDs? Well, you mentioned uh, you have every movie you'll ever want to see on that uh, on the internet. And you mentioned uh, the other day, Mark, that you're a Netflix subscriber, and maybe we need to approach them for an advertising gig. Uh, but I also am a Netflix subscriber, and one of the things you get these days with Netflix, which they didn't do uh, a decade ago or whenever it was they started up, is they've got the streaming option. 
Yeah. And if with one of the basic plans, which is like 15 bucks a month, you get unlimited streaming. Now, to be fair, they don't have their entire inventory in the streamable option. So if you're uh, if a new movie comes out, odds are good you're going to have to get it on disc. But it's that's the direction things are going in. So perfect point. Don't build up your DVD collection because, you know, in another five or six years, you're going to be asking yourself, what the hell did I spend $20 per uh, per disc for? What was I thinking? Yeah, you know, and, and I was kind of thinking people do like to collect things, and that's – one way to handle sort of that collecting thing is to get into collecting some things that are of some value. Like you were saying, silver, yeah, c- gold. collect pieces of silver. Collect, you know, maybe there's there's all kind of numismatic stuff out there. Uh, you know, if if you want to focus in that arena, try to get good deals there, and and I think that you'll be better off. It seems to me. One eight hundred right now, especially because I believe gold and silver are going to go up. It's just a personal belief. They tend to over time. Not an expert. Uh, 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Bring up what you want. By the way, if you do, um, you are looking for numismatics. I know that uh, Midas, Midas uh, Resources. Resources, who uh, helps syndicate this show, does have a lot of that stuff, and you can uh, get a hold of them. So MidasResources.com? MidasResources.com is how you want to get a hold. There's a phone number there. They don't put their prices online because they change every single day, and yeah. they just have a big inventory of numismatics. So you'll have to call them. But they have very helpful people there that will oh, know, yeah. go through you know, the, the whole I had a great them. experience with them. I mean, I bought gold for the first time I this bought year. bought a couple of times from them. And you, rec- you, know, you recommended them. Obviously, they help us with the show. They are the people behind the Genesis Communications Network. And uh, Ted and his crew over there are very professional guys, and they got the job done. They sent me the gold, and uh, I got it at what I considered was a, a good price. Plus, if you order through Midas, if you order your gold, your silver, or palladium, whatever, through Midas, uh, Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your, of your purchase. So let them know that you heard about them on Free Talk Live when you make that call. 800-259-9231. If you don't tell them, then we won't get anything. 1-800-259-9231. Hour 3 is coming up. You can bring up anything. New Year's resolutions. We've got some more coming up in moments. It's Free Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. Launching into hour number three, you can bring up anything. This is the live New Year's Eve edition of the program, the final Free Talk Live for the year 2008. We'll be joining you again, of course, uh, tomorrow in 2009, not taking any time off. Uh, 1-800-259-9231 is the number here, and we'll talk to you about anything that is the point of the program. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. As uh, we should jump back into the topic we started the show with tonight, Mark. Uh, we started out by talking about New Year's resolutions, personally for ourselves, uh, in our personal lives, in our business lives as well. Uh, but then we got into some resolutions by Harry Brown. Now, he is the, or was rather, the Libertarian Party's presidential candidate in 1996 and 2000, back when the Libertarian Party was actually libertarian. And Harry Brown wrote an article years ago called The Libertarians' New Year's Resolutions. And we actually made it through the first two, and there are several here, so we're going to continue, actually more than several. We're going to continue this list. If you missed the first two, uh, just grab the archive later tonight at freetalklive.com. Number three, I resolve to listen when people tell me of their wants and needs so I can help them see how a free society will satisfy those needs. 
And so what Harry's doing here is he's, he's giving some really good communications tips uh, for liberty-minded people because we all can do better at communicating the ideas of freedom. And one of the ways you best communicate with people is by understanding what they're telling you. And being a good listener is the most critical aspect of this. Uh, when somebody's talking to you, you have to make a point of shutting the hell up and listening to what it is that they have to say. And better, uh, better than that, once you've listened to what they say... You can really go the extra mile by rephrasing what it is that they told you before you answer their question. That way you can be absolutely sure uh, that you were understanding or, or their point, rephrasing that, so you can be absolutely sure you understood. Because you don't want to patronize somebody. You don't want to just sit there and, uh-huh, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, okay, mm, yeah, and, and just kind of nod and, and, and pretend like you're understanding them, all the while you're busily putting together whatever it is you're going to be spewing out of your mouth next. You really do want to listen to what it is that they have to say. Show a genuine interest in uh, their opinions, and then um, rephrase it in your own words, what you understood from what they were saying, and then go ahead with your next persuasive point or answering their question or wherever it is that you were going to go. Because if you don't do that stuff, then the person's not going to think you were paying attention to them. And if they don't think you're paying attention, then they're probably not going to talk to you again very much in the future because they don't feel like they're being listened to. So listening is a real, uh, it's a real skill. It's an art almost uh, that, that takes practice. It really does. Uh, it's something you really have to be Johnny on the spot. You have to be aware of your listening skills and abilities, and you have to be aware of when you're not doing a good job of it. Uh, and there's really, it's not an easy process if you're just going at it alone. I mean, you can't expect other people to tell you when you aren't listening to them. Mm. So you really have to be on top of yourself to realize, well, wait a minute, I shouldn't be distracted here. I should be paying attention uh, to what this person is saying and make a conscious effort to uh, to rephrase what they've said. Do you disagree with any of that, Mark? I, I think you do have to pay, uh, you know, pay close attention. It's something that you learn in the sales trade for sure, and, and yeah. that's what that's your business. Uh, it's, but it's something it, that you know that's everyone in should sales, know. It, it can be a little easier because that person is liable to give you money. Yeah. Um, if you pay attention to them, whereas sometimes um, you know, I have a I probably have a little more uh, likelihood to do this because I, you know, I, I just I'm such a self-centered kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, if if they're not going to give me money or you know, have something that interests me, then I just don't think they're that interesting from the get-go. So I'm not as likely to listen. But still, it's something that's worth yeah. working on. It's something worth improving yourself on. Oh, sure. I agree. And so keep that in mind. And there are, there are different resources uh, that you could look up online as to tips on, on being a better listener. 1-800-259-9231. If you've got some tips, maybe some New Year's resolutions you want to share, we continue with Harry's list. Number four, I've resolved to identify myself, when appropriate, with the social goals someone might seek. A cleaner environment, more help for the poor, a less divisive society, and try to show him that those goals can never be achieved by government but will be well-served in a free society. Now, obviously, if the person you're talking to is unapologetic about wanting to control people, if their goal is to mold people in the way they, uh, they want most, that's the kind of person you might just want to check off your pros- cross off your prospect list and move on and not really spend too much time. I don't know if that's one of his other uh, suggestions here, but I would suggest as a, uh, a pros- as far as your prospecting process in the, the realm of bringing people over to the message of liberty, if you feel like somebody's a hopeless case, if somebody is just so hopelessly indoctrinated, plant a few seeds at best and move along to the next prospect. There's no point in wasting your time on, um, on bad prospects. 
in my opinion. This is a numbers game. You might care about the person. They might be, you know, your best buddy at work or an old friend or a, a family member that you care about. I think that also you have to introduce the ideas of liberty to people. Um, you know, some people will will get it right away. Some people will gnaw at them. Some people will, you know, get get as far in liberty as they get. And then, uh, you know, once they aren't introduced to it any longer, then they won't get any farther. Likely, I would have been one of those sorts. I'm, I'm sort of what I call my I call myself an ethnic conservative. I believe, you know, I, I, I you know, joke that I was born that way and I just don't like to change and I don't. But having been exposed to the ideas of liberty night after night after night on Free Talk Live, I, I, I've, have, I've had to change over time. You know that when we started doing the show that I basically yeah. was a Rush Limbaugh guy. You might have been able to talk me into uh, you know, legalizing pot, but I would, the first thing I did when we talked about legalizing pot, I remember, was talk about some of the problems legally of legalizing pot, you know, the driving while intoxicated and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And you weren't nearly as good at uh, arguing for these things as you are today. So, you know, at, at times I uh, we, we kind of both grew in skill and uh, me fighting off liberty and you fighting for it. And so slowly the uh, logic wins. But, um, you know, I, I think that different people, you know, come along differently and, and you just introduce the ideas of liberty to them and move on. You don't all, not all of them. Do you have to sit there and hold their hand all the way through? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Number five, I resolve to be compassionate and respectful of the beliefs and needs that lead people to seek government help. I don't have to approve of their subsidies or policies, but if I don't acknowledge their needs, I have no hope of helping them find a better way to solve their problems. So, you know, we want you to get help. Uh, We want you want the poor to uh, be helped out, but want it to be done on a voluntary basis. So it's okay to be compassionate with people that that need help and those who are personally are currently receiving it from the government, while at the same time still advocating that there is a better way. Right. I think that it's uh, such a such a crappy position to come from, um, where especially this seems to be true with Republicans, where they hate the idea of welfare and helping people. And I agree that you know when I say helping people, that the the government helping people. I agree that people will learn best if they have to provide for themselves and uh, incentivizing them to provide for themselves is a good thing. I, I don't disagree with that. I just think when you support big government programs like the military, which Republicans just, uh, yep, that's right, yes, sir, I'm a pro-military kind of guy, God, guts and guns, uh, that kind of nonsense, uh, that you you really you do such a disservice to the ideas of small government. Oh, you want small government as long as we don't give the for, the poor people food, but as but we can go out and kill the poor people of other countries with our big military. What a good idea. Number 6, no matter what the issue, I resolve to keep returning to the central point. How much better off the individual will be in a free society. Number 7, I resolve to acknowledge my good fortune in having being born an American. Any plan for improvement must begin with a recognition of the good things that we have. To speak only of America's defects will make me into a tiresome crank. And I think this is a big one, uh, not just for us here on Free Talk Live, but for most people in the liberty movement. It's really easy for us to focus on the problems. It's really easy for us to look and see the police state on the rise and to see the increase of regulations and taxation and and uh, uh, the, uh, the the sad obedience of the American people and to be very despondent about it, uh, especially when it doesn't seem like there's much hope of, of turning it around anytime soon. It's very easy to be uh, depressed about those things and just kind of harp on them. And that doesn't do much to bring people to your side. It, it It's not an attitude that really is persuasive. It's not an attitude that makes people want to ally themselves with you. And it's something that I think we're constantly uh, battling with. So 
So trying to stay positive is an important thing, staying as positive as possible about, you know, what we do have and, and you know, the the, the uh, some of the founding concepts that were so valuable to us uh, that help make this country what it is today. I mean, the fact is the the founding fathers, while they weren't perfect, you know, they had their problems like owning slaves, uh, while they weren't perfect, did have some pretty darn good ideas. And it's because they did what they did, the revolution and all of their, uh, the Bill of Rights and those, those kind of concepts. It's because of that groundwork that we're here ideologically today, I think, in a, in a large portion, and that we're talking about moving ahead and evolving the marketplace and, and essentially getting to a voluntary society. We owe a lot of our ideas to those guys in the past. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show, and you can bring up anything toll-free. 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are completely free, so enjoy those on us. Uh, and those features, by the way, include the updates. You get signed up. We'll keep you in the loop whenever there's something fresh to announce about the show, as uh, there's going to be something fresh here, I would say, within the next few days. You can get signed up and uh, keep in the loop on at the updates list at updates.freetalklive.com. It's free. That's updates. FreeTalkLive.com. We're going through a list of New Year's resolutions, uh, suggestions from Harry Brown, the uh, former Libertarian Party presidential candidate in 1996 and 2000, unfortunately passed away uh, a few years back. But his writing is still as relevant today as it was when he wrote it, especially a story like this, going through several different things that as a liberty-minded individual, you should keep in mind over the next year and the rest of your life. Uh, if it's in your, if, if it, one of your goals in life is to help other people understand liberty, there are certain things that you should uh, definitely keep at the top of mind. And one of those things, and I think this one's really important, it's number seven on his list, and that is that to acknowledge good fortune in having being born an American. Any plan for improvement must begin with a recognition of the good things we have. To only speak of uh, defects will make me a tiresome crank. And uh, number eight's related. I resolve to focus on the ways America could be so much better with a very small government, not to dwell on all the wrongs that exist today. So it's, as I was saying before, very easy for liberty-minded people to focus on the negatives, to focus on the government tyranny, the police state. We certainly are guilty enough on this program, and it'd be great if we had more good news to talk about. I mean, really, it would be awesome if we could right. just be out if there the reporting. If the United States government was moving more towards liberty, that would be fantastic. However, it seems like um, the, the steps that, they, that they're taking towards liberty, if one can make them, you know, call them that, are really steps... Uh, against liberty. Like, for instance, there seems to be a movement towards getting gays the ability to marry. Now, I would say that gays being treated like uh, everybody else is a good thing. However, when you're talking about these government marriage certificates out there that, uh, you know, put the government in everybody's marriage, you're what you're doing is you're taking the rights away from people who are, you know, say, religious people that do not want to give uh, additional benefits to you know gay you know somebody in a gay relationship that may work for them or whatever. And I, I don't, don't know think if they you're taking be... rights away from those people, but what you, you don't are think doing it's a right, is you're... you don't think it's a right for me to not provide some employees uh, with uh, benefits. Oh, I see what you mean. And provide other employees with those benefits. Sure, that okay. point you you're correct. That's on. the government. 
you know, moving towards liberty by taking yeah. people's rights away. I mean, you know, I'm, obviously, I, I no don't one have ever the best terminology was, for, for this. Yeah, that nobody would ever say that adding uh, gay marriage to the government list of licenses that they hand out would necessarily be moving toward liberty in any way. But I see where you're but coming yes, from. Yes, they would. There's be gay people out there that would say so, something like that. that. You know, not people, well, people that don't, have the, wrong. They don't uh, have the best understanding of what liberty right. is, but right. they would call those civil liberties in the same way that I, I know somebody uh, I've heard of somebody relatively recently that was sued for bothering his neighbor for violating his civil rights how can I violate another si- neighbor's civil rights without imprisoning them or something yeah well civil liberties is a very different concept from actual liberties right. completely different idea civil liberties as I understand it is kind of the, the concept of what freedoms you have underneath the governmental system what uh, options you have underneath their system whereas liberty is the idea of getting out from underneath that system entirely and being able to be responsible for yourself and, and have your own freedom and also allowing others to have their freedom as well so of course in the marriage example and since you touched on it we should point out that the solution is not to expand government involvement in marriage though that does make sense if you are going to have government marriage and then it should be for anybody who wants it for themselves whether they're homosexual or not uh but the correct solution the pro-liberty solution is to get government completely out of the marriage business entirely and to allow individuals and their religions to make decisions for themselves as to what they are what is acceptable to them so, uh, so again, not dwelling on the negatives, instead focusing on how we can make things better, focusing on solutions, and while the situation, the political situation in this country has certainly become more dire over the last several years, uh, I think that this solution has become more obvious at the same time, and I'm so glad that we have the Free State Project uh, to promote as a possible solution. Uh, and of course, you know, the Ron Paul campaign was a, was something good for a little while that we could uh, that we could help promote as well. But whenever we come across a good idea on this show, I I hope that we that that we do our best to promote it. And I think that the uh, the Free State Project is the best idea out there at the moment as far as a a realistic solution to the problem of an ever encroaching government that really can work at achieving liberty in our lifetime. And if you want to learn more, you can go to freestateproject.org to get on board over there and you don't have to sign up right away just go and read what it's all about surf around on the discussion forums learn about the upcoming free state project liberty forum which is happening in early march give you an opportunity to meet up with hundreds of liberty activists all hanging out in the same place Uh, big name people as well all the details are over there at freestateproject.org on that so i'm glad we've got the free state project to talk about mark because Without the Free State Project, what would we be uh, proposing as solutions? What, getting together with uh, the Libertarian Party in your area and having a weekly meeting at Bennigan's where you talk about the issues and don't really get anything done? I mean, I guess. I mean, that's essentially the paradigm that uh, all the talk radio sh- – and it, to some extent what we did early on, um, you know, what the paradigm is of almost all talk radio. It, it, it is my – you know what what i'm proposing is the right way and you should vote the way that i suggest so whether it's democrat or republican or particularly a conservative republican or a small government republican there's all kinds of them out there i was listening to walter williams who was uh, subbing for rush today and it's awesome i love listening to to walter williams yeah he's williams. somebody that gets liberty yeah he does uh, and not a, not entirely and i'd certainly love to sit in as his co-host cuz i'd work oh, yeah. his mind it'd be fun to play the anarchist um <laughs> i'm sure that i'd switch just that quick uh, if I was, uh, you know, holding that. Uh, Are you that sure position. he wasn't just playing a small government guy for Russia's audience? Yeah, he could be an anarcho hustler too. Yeah. Um, the 
Anyway, uh, you know, they, they all, you know, have their little paradigm, and that's what their suggestion is. Vote for my, yeah. you know, way of... We don't suggest that on Free Talk Live. We, we look at solutions that work, because voting libertarian, not working. Certainly not on a national level, uh, maybe on a more local basis. Where? You could have some level of success. Well, here in New Hampshire... No, New Hampshire doesn't count, Okay, because we're moving people Sorry. here. Then yes, I mean for the most part it's you get, it's pretty you get much to a, pick another forty nine states. Okay, Costa Rica. Uh, yeah, I hear the, I hear more. You know, there, there's, there's a lot of infighting going on there in the Libertarian Party. There, it's, eh, it's not what it used to be. I've heard some good things about what's going on in New Zealand. Haven't heard much about the uh, Libertarian NZ in a long time. Yeah, there's the, the NZ, but there's also there's a there's a uh, more uh, middle of the road Libertarian Party there, the like the National right. Consumer whatever. Isn't that what the Libertarian Party is like in America now? Uh, middle of the road, not really Libertarian anymore. Uh, so anyway, we can, here we are focusing on some of the negatives of our own movement. But I think it's interesting that now some of the argumentation that goes on in the show sometimes is actually debating over what solution is the best. Uh, this is something that we've had on Free Talk Live in recent times has been. Uh, me taking the position that uh, that civil disobedience and non-cooperation and market-based act- activism is more effective, and you saying that well, politics is volu- valuable. We need to do politics too, and you know now of course we've kind of come to the conclusion that everything, all of the above, is something that's worthwhile. I still uh, take the position that market-based stuff is more worthwhile, uh, and I take the position that you've got to have politics and uh, poo-pooing it is a uh, pointless. But I'm glad that that's a conversation we're having now. Is we're talking about solutions, we're talking about uh, what people can do to make a difference, how they can get involved, and even if they can't move to New Hampshire, there are still things they can do to help advance liberty, and that's, of course, reach out to their friends and their family, and maybe do a little bit of non-cooperation as well, just baby steps. More coming up. You can bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. Hey, podcast listeners. I've been working with a couple of advertisers who have concerns about the ages of our podcast listenership. Generally, the younger the person, the more likely they are to fill out a survey. We need to counteract this trend. Please, take a moment to go to survey.freetalklive.com and let us know your age and sex. That's survey.freetalklive.com, especially if you're over 25. Free Talk Live, it's the live New Year's Eve edition of the program. You can bring up anything at 800-259-9231, SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. We've got live streams, broadband version of the show, dial-up version, and the webcam when it's working. I'm having some internet difficulties here, and whenever the internet drops out, the webcam just stops working. So we've got to get that up again. But it's all free, so you get what you pay for, right? Go to listen.freetalklive.com and enjoy it. Uh, That's listen.freetalklive.com. The Institute for Humane Studies is now offering free seminars over spring break and during the summer break also. This March, join libertarians from across the country for an intense and interdisciplinary exploration of classical liberal and libertarian thought. Participation free. IHS provides housing and meals for the conference. You can apply now to attend a seminar at the University of California, Santa Cruz, or Emory University. Visit libertarianseminars.com for more information. Uh, IHS provides meals, housing, and the cost of participation. Past Liberty and Society seminars have addressed such topics as, does Walmart reduce social capital? What is Whatever social capital might no be. Idea. I have no idea. There. Public choice and education. Government and morality. I, uh, what is it? Libertarianseminars.com. There you go. All right. 800-259-9231 as we continue. Harry Brown's list of 
New Year's resolutions. Harry Brown, of course, the Libertarian Party presidential candidate, 1996 and 2000, passed away a few years ago. But, man, his articles are as good as they've ever been. And so considering it's New Year's Eve, we're talking resolutions. These are certainly appropriate to those of us who believe in liberty and want other people to come to understand what liberty is all about. Uh, Harry Brown's got some great suggestions here, so we continue. Number nine, I resolve to cleanse myself of hate, resentment, and bitterness. Such things steal time and attention from the work that must be done. And it's easy for us to be hateful and spiteful towards those who would call themselves government, toward those who would uh, demand our time and demand our money and give us little to nothing in return for it. It's easy for us to be hateful toward them. But I think it's uh, more positive to shift away from that hate to to feelings that feel better. I mean, if all you can do is shift from blind, seething rage to being, you know, to dislike, that's a good step. It's a step in the right direction. If you can step from uh, dislike into pity to pitying these people, I think that's a step in the in the right, right. direction because as well. Because, you know, the fact is you're never going to convert people that you treat like Dirt. Idi- idiots, yeah. um, you know, children, morons, uh, villains. You're, you're not gonna, you're not gonna get anywhere. Uh, so, you know, you've got to treat them like they're humans, and then you'll perhaps, you know, have some luck. Humans who are making mistakes, humans who have, uh, who are uninformed, humans who might be ignorant, but it doesn't. There's a better way, right? There is a better way, and treating them with some level of of understanding, I think, is a much uh, much healthier thing to do. I mean, for instance, Mark, when I was thrown in the jail cell over the whole couch thing a month or a month and a half ago, had I been a jerk to those guys? Well, it would have increased my likelihood of getting beaten, uh, but if I was a jerk, then they certainly wouldn't have taken anything I said seriously. I mean, if I was in there for longer and I was talking about liberty-oriented ideas with the, the corrections officers uh, or, or even uh, the, you know, the, 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 people, uh, the, the nurse or whoever it is that's running the jail, uh, if you're having a conversation with these people, it, it makes it a lot easier when they have some respect for you. If you're respecting them, uh, they're respecting you back, at least. In many cases, they are. And it's hard to do when what they're doing is so icky and distasteful. It's, it's, it's a tough thing for us to do, but I think it's worthwhile. I think treating them with some level of, of understanding is worthwhile. Yeah. It's difficult, but then again, nothing worth doing is easy. And they're not going to go away if you treat them badly. It's not like they're going to yeah. leave you alone in your life. I mean, you can't chase these. They're government people. They're leeches. They're likely to go after you harder. Right. It's like and I said, if I was mean, then I would have gotten my head crashed against the, the wall. The only way you're going to get rid of them if you, if you were like some kind of Superman creature and you could, could t- chase them off in some way. I mean, you just, yeah. you just can't. If you think that you're going out, to outgun them, you're wrong. Exactly, which is why I think there's something to be said for being nice to these folks, even when they're being nasty to us, even when they're being at the, even when they're at their worst. Smiling and being nice, I think, really helps us because number one, it doesn't bring us down to their level. So you're not guilty of doing the same awful things that they are. I think that's that puts you on a moral high ground. Uh, and I, that's something that is, uh, I think, a really important factor. It, it, it's like back when I used to work in retail, when the angry customer would come in and just be nasty as they possibly could be. It was always like a kind of a diffusing situation when you'd look at them and smile at them back and say, well, you know, and then answer their questions however you needed to answer them. But with a smile on your face, even if you found them despicable and distasteful and irritating and annoying to smile at them, 
made you feel better, made me, I mean, I'm talking about my own experience, made me feel better at, in that particular moment, yeah. and probably made them feel kind of nasty to themselves. Like, well, I'm not having the intended effect. I was hoping it I may would, or may not have. I um, was hoping I would upset this person because they want you to. They want you to feed back into that at some level, whether it's conscious or not. I think they want you to get kind of upset. At, uh, at them. And if you don't allow them to affect you, if you don't allow their demeanor to affect yours, you kind of win, in my opinion there. Anyway, number 10. Kill them with kindness. Exactly. I resolve to speak, dress, and act in a respectable manner. I might need some help with the dressing thing, Mark. Uh, I may need... I may need <laughs> <laughs> you just simply don't care what you wear. <laughs> to, to you, it's, it's something... I'm not wearing you, junk. You, you put a, you, no, because somebody's gone out and bought it for you. I, I really love the idea that... Uh, you. you <laughs> But I let Julia dress wear, me? You don't, no, 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 oh. not that. You used to wear polo shirts because yeah. these polo shirts are great. They're like T-shirts with collars. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Felt a little bit classier like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah. And I, I haven't shaved in quite a while either. But then again, I do talk radio, and it's not like I'm out doing an outreach uh, event. Uh, so I might be the first libertarian someone has encountered, and it's important that that person gets a good first impression. Likely not, but it might be the first one that they've talked to enough to know that they were a libertarian. No one will hear the message if the messenger is unattractive. Number 11. I resolve to remind myself that someone's stupid opinion might be, a, might be an opinion that I once held. If I can grow, why can't I help him grow? Now, there was actually a situation that developed over on the Free State Project message forum recently. Uh, where one guy had posted that he was going to leave because he, for whatever reason, he was going to leave the forum. And I posted something like, well, great, because I don't, I don't appreciate having bigots on this forum. Because this guy hates gay people. And he's just disgusting and awful and despicable. And I wanted to make it clear that uh, I was pleased that he was leaving the forum. Yet uh, Dennis Goddard chimes in and, and a couple other guys chimed in like, well, we, we, we'll embrace anybody that'll take a step in our direction. It was kind of their, their attitude. And I, I mean, I see where they're coming from on that. But if you're starting from a position of hatred toward another group of people because of their sexual preference, I don't want you to. I don't want to embrace you. I. I, I don't know if can. Can I? I mean, I guess that can change over time. It but sure can. I'm not the kind of person that wants to help a person like that. You know, I, I, am the, I wrong for that, Mark? By by wanting to focus my efforts on people that actually, I don't know, have some appreciation for you, their fellow man. I, I don't think you have a problem with. Uh, I don't don't think there's a problem with wanting to focus on people. You know, a certain group of people. However, alienating another group of people probably isn't of a, a much value. The fact is. I was at one point some level of a of a bigot. Now, mm. probably not the worst that anyone's ever uh, you know heard of or anything like that. But you know, I was in prison. I was I was the minority there by you know by a goodly margin, and the 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 prevailing attitude was. You know they're bad. We're good. That kind of thing. Now, at the same time, I certainly had my friends that were black, and I had roommates that I had chosen that were black, and mm-hmm. didn't hate every black or anything like that. But you know, there was there was something there. There was something against. You bought into the line to was, some extent. To, to some extent. I mean, I just didn't like the race, and more like I didn't like the culture. Mm-hmm. If there is a black culture out there, and there's you know this sort of this urban black poor culture thing that's going on, and. Uh, 
you know, I, I didn't like that, and I, I can't say that I like people with their pants down around their butt these days either, but old people have never liked young people's fashions, and I'm quickly moving to old. So you're saying that you did change over time, and yeah. I think that's that's good. I'm not denying it's impossible, but I just feel like I shouldn't... I, I, I qualify my prospects, and I only want to work with a certain But number. don't alienate the ones that aren't. That you I see that point. All right, more coming up. 800-259-9231. We all certainly can grow in various different areas. It's Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are totally free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. If you like this show and you want to help support Free Talk Live in the new year, you can help promote us by going to promote.freetalklive.com. Help get this show into as many ears as possible. Uh, various different ways. Most of them completely free or very low cost. Head over to promote.freetalklive.com. We would really appreciate your assistance. Uh, so, continuing the list of resolutions from Harry Brown, the Libertarian Party's presidential candidate in 1996 and 2000. Got a list of ideas for liberty-minded people in the new year. How they can uh, help improve themselves. Uh, help improve their ability to communicate liberty to others. And he's been sharing some good ideas so far. Uh, this one, number 11, it's a tough one for me. I, I resolve to remind myself that someone's stupid opinion may be an opinion I once held. If I can grow, why can't I help him grow? And I brought up a conversation that's been going on on the Free State Project discussion forum between Dale from Anarchy in Your Head, who is an openly gay uh, Free State Project member, and one of the... Uh, Internet guys, one of the other users of the forum. Not everybody on that forum is a free stater. Many of them are interested parties. Some people are just looky loos or, or trolls. And this particular guy, you know, while he claims to be liberty minded, at the same time was also promoting uh, some very hate filled views toward gay people. And I just don't feel like I have to be accepting towards everybody. I mean, it's one thing to to be to be nice to people and let them know that you're you know you'll be willing to be friendly with them when they resolve their issues with whatever it is i think that's okay um and i also think that there's a point where ostracism is appropriate i don't think that we should necessarily embrace hate-filled bigots i don't think there's any real reason to do that and uh, but maybe maybe i went too far by saying well i think you should have let, left the forum because the guy was saying he was going to leave the forum and i said well i don't want any hate-filled bigots here anyway so i'm glad to see you leave maybe that was you know one of those things where don't say something it, it, you know if you're go- if you're going to say if you're not going to say something nice don't say something at all I'm, i guess i'm sort of of the opinion that if if some people from the forum said this hey goodbye don't let the screen door hit you um that kind of thing that would be okay but you as the the host and the of of the bbs and this the, is on you know, the free state project forum Oh, this is the Free State Project. This whole well, conversation was in regards to was, the Free somehow, State Project. Somehow, I was thinking as the BBS. My mistake. No. You know, uh, maybe you know, maybe less so what I'm saying, but to some extent, you are a libertarian personality, and you perhaps shouldn't be, uh, you know. You, you shouldn't be scolding him. That that maybe would be better for somebody who's not quite as prominent to let him know that look, people feel this way. We're glad you're leaving. At the same time, you you know your position. I, I think you should be welcoming people in to some extent. 
I, I will welcome people in if they don't hate other people for their for their belief system. And I don't feel like I should back down on that one. I mean, as uh, it's true, as one of uh, my instant messengers pointed out, that one can be liberty-minded and still be a hate-filled bigot. As long as you're willing to allow the people that you hate to be free, you can yeah. still you could still fit that paradigm. But that doesn't mean that I have to uh, welcome you with open arms into the movement and say, "Great, it's so great to have you here," because it's not. I don't want to be associated with people that hate others for the color of their skin or where they were, you know, what plot of land they were born on or what the you know color of their hair is or what their sexual preference happens to be. I just don't feel like we need to be that inclusive of a, of a movement. I feel like there's something to be said for ostracizing people like that. I'd love to hear how you feel about it. 800-259-9231. Am I just rationalizing uh, myself here or am I coming you do from love a legitimate... more. Am I coming from a legitimate uh, place? Three more from Harry Brown. Three more resolutions for the new year. Number 12, I resolve not to raise my voice in any discussion. In a shouting match, no one wins, no one changes his mind, and no one will be inspired to join our quest for a free society. That's a pretty good one. It's good if, as long as uh, you're not on the radio. Number 13, I resolve not to adopt the tactics of Republicans and Democrats. They use character assassination, evasions, and intimidation because they have no real benefits to offer Americans. We, on the other hand, are offering to set people free. And so we can win simply by focusing on the better life that our proposals will bring. And when you listen to other talk radio, if you listen to other talk radio, you hear this all the time. It's just constantly the red team versus the blue team, one side attacking the other side, uh, making up uh, silly parody songs about the other side, making silly names to call one of the to call the individuals yeah. on the other side, and it's very childish. It's very juvenile. It's uh, sophomoric, and it's it's pathetic. And we can take the high ground on that one. And speaking of taking the high ground, number 14, I resolve to be civil to my opponents and treat them with respect. However anyone chooses to treat me, it's important that I be a better person than my enemies. Uh, so there you go, from Harry Brown. And a lot of his writing is still available on his website, harrybrown.org, if you want to immerse yourself in more of what he had uh, had to write back when he was uh, still with us. Good stuff. Uh, still holds true today, most of it. <laughs> So what, well, what wouldn't? Well, I mean, there was a there. Harry Brown was, I, I think, he was an anarchist masquerading as a small government person. Okay, and so some of the things he had to say were promoting the ideas of small government. He mentioned small government in this uh, this list of resolutions, but I I don't know Harry, so I can't say for sure. But based on my reading of the things he had written over the years, he was definitely a no-government kind of guy, but couldn't really come right out and, and be too obvious about it. So Okay. Great stuff. Most of it, uh, totally great stuff. Uh, so 800-259-9231, that's uh, the SACL CAI toll-free line. Any uh, c comments, any reflections on what we've been through here uh, with this list so far, Mark? You know, I... Uh... I I can't say I I can't say that it's uh, affected me too greatly. I guess I'm always working on how what my delivery of liberty is going to be on the show. I, I I you know like the ideas that he's uh, brought out there, and I certainly have been trying to more and more not be the guy who just goes blows up at somebody when they pr propose some kind of anti-liberty um, idea. Except for you, um, I have no compunction about yelling, yelling at you. Uh, so the but when somebody else calls in, I'd rather be the resource for liberty. I'd rather them mm -hmm. come, you know, be coming to me to talk about these ideas and ask them questions that lead them to the idea that liberty would work. 
However, sometimes they just, you know, sometimes people make just so little sense to me that I come unglued. Yeah. Well, nobody's perfect. Yeah. Uh, there are always going to be problems. There are always going to be uh, things to iron out as far as your communication ability is is concerned. But if one of your priorities is to be a better communicator and you pay attention to the things that you're doing, you inevitably will get better. Uh, if you intend to be a better communicator and you watch yourself and listen to yourself in your interactions with others, eventually you're going to identify some problems and you'll hopefully identify some solutions. And if you're, you aren't able to figure them out on your own, uh, the Advocates for Self-Government is a great resource. So head over to theadvocates.org and get involved with those guys and pick up some of their, uh, their books or their audio CDs and, and help build your communications abilities. Because if you can be a better communicator of the ideas of liberty, more people will come on board sooner rather than later. They will learn how to communicate liberty and it will spread. And I think that, you know, now is such a great time to be a part of this movement because it's it's so much there's so much more potential in the liberty movement today than there was a decade ago i mean a decade ago we had the internet but now it's really maturing i think the internet and people are using it more often and it's becoming a legitimate channel for uh, for moving information and communicating with one another and you can really see that and how the old media is dying off i had some some stories tonight in the event that we actually got through this before the end of the show uh, i had some stories and maybe we'll talk about them tomorrow about the newspaper business or well, you want to talk about a dinosaur <laughs> you want to talk about uh, the, the one of the most ancient ways to bring news to the masses and we touched on this with barry cooper in our interview in the pod the extra podcast bonus last night but man they're dying off, and well, uh, the Internet is replacing it, and it's, it's a testament to how effective communication is online. The marketplace is killing off newspapers, and I think that there'll still be a, there's still a uh, world of employment for journalists. However, that medium for transmitting the journalism may not be wood pulp. Yeah. Uh, you know, so I, I don't know how that's going to work out in the future. People need good journalism, and they, so that will continue on in some manner or another, and I don't know what that manner is going to be. Um, you know, I hope that it, I hope that it pays them well. But um, you know, it's it's funny when you think about uh, government instituted monopolies. Newspapers aren't necessarily government in- instituted monopolies, and you can find some markets where they have two or three or four newspapers. Yeah. However, they do have um, this this thing sort of where you have to file certain legal. Uh, stuff in the classified ads mm-hmm. in the newspaper, the newspaper. of record um, in that particular area. Right. So, for instance, if you're in, uh, you know, I, I don't know what you know to talk about. Just say you're just outside of Chicago land. Um, you know, instead of the major Chicago newspapers at the Sun. Yeah, I guess I, I can't remember. Chicago Tribune. Tribune. Okay, that you couldn't uh, you couldn't use just the the tiny little town that you're in there. So you, you have to do the say big you're boy. in uh, you know um, Hendricksville or whatever. Right. So we're done, and the next show you'll hear will be the first show for 2009. Wishing you a happy and safe New Year's Eve. Enjoy yourself. See you next year. It's Free Talk Live. So I've kind of been knocking around this idea that uh, I think I need some help with. I'm not particularly uh, technically savvy, and my partner's not particularly uh, amicable to the idea of extra work loaded on him. But I think that I could really use... Maybe the live reads, uh, one you know, one live read a week from each of the advertisers, especially the six-night-a-week advertisers that we talk about. It'd be nice if I would be able to send them 
a um, you know one of the live reads, especially one of the better ones. You know, sometimes we do a live read, we whip, whip right through it. Other times we do a live read and we spend some time on it. Obviously, I would prefer to have the one we spent time on, but beggars, and that's me. Um, and this can't always be choosers, and so I'm I'm kind of thinking it would be cool to start like a remote intern program. And by remote intern, I mean you do work for us, we don't pay you, and you don't have to be here for to do it. Um, it would be good for Free Talk Live. You benefit, obviously, you know, the show. We'll be able to, you know, service our customers better, provide excellent customer service. Uh, you know, advertisers will stay on longer. Uh, they'll be more likely to come on because they get good service, that kind of thing. So if, if it's something that you can do, don't mind doing, have the kind of time to do, I'd like to have excerpts, little cu- cuts of the MP3 or whatever we send out. I don't even know. It could be a wave format for all I know. It's MP- it plays on MP3 player. It must be an MP3. The little cuts of the live reads that we do so that I can send them to clients. Don't do SACL CAI. He's already on board. He listens to the show full time. He doesn't want to hear his his live read. But, uh, you know, when we do Bureaucrash, when we do uh, IHS, when we do uh, Internobs, those kind of those kind of advertisers, they like to hear that. They want to, you know, they, they don't listen to the show all the time um, and they like to hear what the live reads sound like. So that would be helpful if you want to be helpful. Do that. My email address, you have to email it to me, and then I guess I'll download it and then upload it up to another email, um, or maybe I can figure out some way to forward it. I don't know. Not a not an expert at this stuff. It, my email is mark at freetalklive.com. I, I, I guess uh, Ian wants me to amend this, and I think it's a good idea. The fresher, the better on these these ads. Uh, if you give me, if you send me something from six weeks ago. It's going to be of, of some value, but perhaps not as valuable as something from th- this last week. So uh, I send out my affidavits on live reads once a week to clients. That way I'm telling them at what time it played. If you would identify which show it was, what time, um, you know, approximately, you know, you got it, or I'll, I'll try to figure th- what show it was, what date, and I'll figure it out from there. And uh, that'll be good enough for me. The fresher, the better. Thanks a lot. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronic, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supply, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com. 